there was multiple times I saw him put the vitamin water in his mouth. It didn't even look like he got close to swallowing it. It just, it just issued immediately right back out of his mouth and down his front. Could have actually been watered down Pepto Bismol. We don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how he breathed the whole time. Like he, he's got to have gills below his fucking ears that he was just able to absorb oxygen because he was fucking suffocating on meat at one point. It, it was like all those bad adult films of just like it was. It was fucking disgusting, bro. And I'm a big dude, okay? Like I get it. But my I, God, there was not one moment where I did not see food in his mouth. No, like, it was no. always in his mouth, oh, dude. God. I just imagine what his underwear smells like. <laughs> well, see, right before you walked in, my my friend A Mariah over here was just bringing up the concept of your significant other and how they deal with you after you've just participated in an eating competition like this. She was like, "How do yeah. you how do you go to your significant other like that? Are you proud of me, baby girl?" Trying to get some of this fat dick now? <laughs> it fucking hurts. Turvis is dying. He just participated in the competition. Turvis down. This is half of the sub, and it weighs fucking oh 15 my God, pounds, dude, bro. that's so much food. Oh, that is insane. That's so much food. We're so happy that you downloaded. Yo, 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 what's good out there, world? How we doing and shit? Welcome to Steezy's Trap House. This is your boy, Steezy. It is show number 227. Damn, you've been doing this shit for a minute. Yes, yes, I have. It has uh, been a little minute since we've been out here doing this damn thing. God yes, damn, it's like crazy to think about when you think about that shit. Just getting up there. Now I'm over 225 episodes. I don't even think about that. That's crazy. Still lazy as hell, though, because I haven't put out 226 yet. So there is that. Fuck it. 226 was last. Yeah, you can get even closer to that. Word, word, word. Like, even closer. Even closer? Yeah, there right, cool, it cool. is. That's what I was saying. Like, you can for sure. move this arm, like yeah, this yeah. guy, to you. No, no, no. I'm cool like this. I okay, feel good sure. like this. I like seeing up straight. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Facts, facts. This is 227. It is your boy, Steezy. It is a beautiful Sunday. Beautiful Sunday, actually, I got to say. Orlando, nice weather. Orlando's looking nice out here. Uh, we could get a little windier. That'd be nice, but, you know, it's, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. No big deal. It's a beautiful Sunday. Over here, first time in the trap house. I got to say it because I think this is, it's my new favorite ad lib, so I'm going to put my spin on it myself. What is it? It's you. He's oh, in the building. <laughs> it's me. We got Goosey Mane in this bitch. What's good? What's good, y'all? You know, it's your boy Goose. I'm out here. First time at the Trap House. Yes, indeed. Yes, yes indeed. Sir. Hold on. Let me take a little sip of water. Yes, indeed. You go on and sip that, sip that drink, <sighs> sir. Yes, sir. I know I'm sipping on the Jameson that you kindly turned down yeah earlier. yeah I, w- I was sipping jameson last night so i wasn't really trying to do that today too. <laughs> i feel that i understand yeah I understand by Please. the way i was fucking with the intro vibes by the way i really like that the the little oh appreciate that, that little funky soul appreciate that intro yeah i shout, like that a lot shouts out to frankosaurus fresh the originator of the the trap house intro or that's a tight ass name frankosaurus yeah Rex. man that's the boy that's the boy yeah he, he's on tour right now he'll be on tour for like the next 
want to say like 16 months or some shit. Word. He Working. Does, yeah, he does visuals for a uh, for an artist named Robert DeLong. So Word. Yeah, he'd be killing Working. Shout out to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, shout out to Frank. That's the boy right there. Goosey, please do your shout outs real fast. Social media, where people can find the music, all that stuff. Let uh, them know. For sure. I'm Goosey Main on all uh, streaming platforms. That's uh, Spotify, Apple, you know, Tidal, all that. Um, SoundCloud, I'm Young Goosey Man, and I'm Goosey Man on Instagram and on Twitter. That's G O S Y M A N E. Yes, indeed. Yes, sir. You can find the Trap House podcast, download us for free every day, every time we do an episode. <laughs> Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all those places. Give us a five star review while you're there because we appreciate that shit more than you know. You can also find us on our social medias. Instagram at STH Show, Twitter at Steezy Trap House. Like our Facebook page and join the Facebook group. It's called STH Show, where all kinds of discussion and whatnot is going on in that bitch. And Lit. you can also find us talking about our Movember donation shit that I'm doing right now. I'm growing back my mustache right now as we speak. Damn, so. bro. I forgot yesterday about that shit and I fucking shaved before. Oh, really? I went out. Yeah, oh, bro. word, word. Damn. Yeah, bro. I was trying to participate this year. I always do that shit too, man. I feel that. Yeah. I'm actually this is the first year I'm actually like doing it doing it where word. I like actually made an account and I'm trying to get people to donate to this shit. Oh, word. oh no no I ain't do all that. But, oh, know, see that yeah, that's that's oh, what that's, I'm trying to do. Yeah, yeah. That's that's see that's really making a change type shit. Exactly. That's what I'm saying cuz it's crazy like it's I mean a lot of other cancer shit especially like breast cancer gets talked about a lot but like men's health cancer shit does not get talked about whatsoever facts and it, it's rising too is what i heard yeah, I, i'm not bro. an expert on the on the subject you know but i heard like more men are getting like breast cancer and shit my friend uh my friend daddy clarence friend of the show he's the one who put me onto this shit because honestly i really didn't know any of the facts <laughs> or anything like that before he brought it up to me yeah and i was just like all right let, let's see what you're talking about and he showed me all these things like okay so it says one in nine men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer in their lifetime. God damn. One in four black men will be diagnosed. See, that's what I heard, bro. I heard black men have, like, a, a higher chance. Yep. Same thing with breast cancer. And also, I heard that the under 25 uh, percentage on that is uh, rising, too. Like, people damn, under twenty People under 25 are getting prostate cancer and shit. That's crazy. Because, That's wild. Because as dudes, you always hear you're not supposed to, like, go get your prostate checked till like... like you're 40. Thir- yeah, exactly. So hearing that shit at 25, I don't oh, know shit, about man, all that. Maybe you want to go get that shit checked <laughs> That's out. That's what I'm saying, bro. Uh, testicular cancer is the most commonly diagnosed cancer in young men. And then th- this one I didn't know. Three out of four suicides are men. Damn. Which is fucking crazy. I could see that, though. I could really see that. I could so, see yeah. that. And I'm not going to lie. Nah let, me, nah, let me just stop. Well, why? Go. No. So no, 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 no. Okay, no. fair enough, fair enough. I feel like it could be it could be taken the wrong way, so I'm just... And then we've got also the last little fact he gave me, that men are dying an average of six years earlier than women. Yeah. And then he put, at the end of that statement, for largely preventable reasons. Word. I'm just like, damn, son. Damn, son. So, yeah, yeah. you can find my little uh, donation link in the Instagram bio for the show. You can find it on our Facebook page. I've got it pinned at the very top of the little Facebook page thing there. So if you feel like donating $5, it don't matter, you know, do that shit. And I'm also giving out free stickers to anybody who donates. And also you get entered into two separate gift card entries 
to win some shit. I think one is like a gift card for iTunes, and then one's going to be a gift card for badass sandwiches right up the street, you know, so. Lit, lit. Yeah, you get a chance to win some shit, just in case. Badass sandwiches? Yeah. That's, that's here in the Millick District? Yeah. I never heard of that. Woo, buddy. You're gonna have t- you're gonna have time to go there too, probably before this. If you after we end, cause Word. if you're up to that type of thing, I might be with it. Cause they close at four. I tell you right now, he's a Puerto Rican dude that makes all the sandwiches, so Word. he's he's got shout out the Latinos. He's got the Boricua flavor. Boricua. We're gonna we're gonna get into that most definitely, yes. Cause uh, I, I I've heard a lot of shout outs to Venezuela and whatnot. So yeah, yeah, yeah of course, brother. most definitely. Uh, let's see. Also, you can use our Amazon link if you'd like to support the show. Find it on our website. Just underneath any of the podcast posts, you can find the Amazon link. Copy that shit. Put it in your browser. Bookmark that shit in your browser anytime you want to go to Amazon. Because anytime you buy anything from Amazon using our link, they kick us some money back for free. Doesn't cost you anything extra. It's a win-win for everybody. You, You buy your shit. We get a little bit of money. That shit adds up over time. It's not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. So go on and do that shit. And you can hit our represent site if you want to buy a t-shirt, a blouse for your significant other, anything along those lines. And last but not least, email us, steeziestraphouse at gmail.com if you have any questions for us on the show or if you have any voice notes that you might record on your phone because you can just email that shit over to us and then we can play it on the show and listen to you and your dumbass talk and then make fun of you afterwards. So, Word. you know, it works out for everybody. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Also, email me if you want any free stickers. I will eat. I will mail them to your house. Just send me your address. Boom. Plugs. Done. Son. My friend. It was good, my man. Ha-ha. It's, it's so relieving every time I finish with that shit because it's Word. like I got to put on the business voice for that. Yeah, 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 Facts. And then make sure everything is, you know, hit clean yeah, you know you gotta you gotta handle your business yeah fuck that shit anyway so my friend what's going on dude how's, how's you, i know you said you were a little hungover i'm so. a little hungover <laughs> i'm starting you know it's in the afternoon so i'm st- it's starting to wear off but i'm still watering the weed is starting to yeah, help too water, yes sir the w's the two facts. w's in life facts i understand that life yes sir i was telling you earlier that I'm, I'm only drinking really today because i didn't drink heavy or at all last night really because the sun got to me at the beach right. so this. I'm I'm making up for lost time. I'm trying to catch up to you from last night, basically, yeah. right uh, now. Man, you don't need to catch up to me. <laughs> was sure. it that bad? Nah, but I don't know. I'm just... It was enough. Yeah, it was enough. It was enough. Fair enough. I understand. I understand. Yeah. We all have those days. Yeah. Especially sure. on a Sunday. Definitely. It'll go Sunday. down. So, where are you from originally, homie? Uh, I was born in Venezuela, in Valencia, Venezuela. Word. Yeah. I, I moved to the U.S. when I was eight years old. And then I touched down in New York. That's where I first landed. And then I lived in Connecticut. <clears throat> My bad. No, you're fine. I lived in Connecticut. And uh, after Connecticut, I lived there for a year. And then I moved to Florida. I was living in Sarasota. And then I moved to Orlando. So I've been everywhere. Damn, I, and then I grew up here. And when I was a sophomore in high school, uh, I moved to Texas. And then I was in Texas for like my until my first two years of college. And I... Came back to Orlando with my girl. Damn, you went all over the place, bro. Yeah, bro. And then that's really when I when I started like really getting into the music when I came back to Orlando. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get to that in a second. So Facts. so Venezuela, we got to start off with that, bro. Cool, like, cool, cool. how is how was growing up there? Honestly. All right. Well, my dad is a surgeon by profession. Actually, both of my parents are doctors. Oh um, shit. By like they both went they both went to medical school and became doctors. What type of what type of surgery does he perform? My dad's a general surgeon, but for the most part, he does like. I forgot the English word for it, bro. But it's like he basically does like 
surgeries involving the abdomen area. Okay. Like, uh, he does a lot of intestinal shit. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Things like that. I forgot what the word for it is, but... That's what like he gastrointestinal does. stuff, or yeah, there's a there's a name for it though, but I just don't remember what the name is. Okay, I got there's you. like a specific, like scientific name for what he does. But yeah, this is what Google's for. Yeah, look it up. Anyways, keep talking. But yeah, um, so yeah, I had a pretty good childhood. I I had a farm and shit. We had a house. I had a pet donkey, like like some real South American shit. You know what I'm saying? What was the name? Uh, it was named Mantecado, which like translates ice to cream? vanilla. Yeah. Like oh, okay. Vanilla well, yeah, ice yeah. cream. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Damn, son. Yeah, bro. I had a donkey. She actually got stolen. I don't know who stole her. She got stolen. Like what the fuck? Yo? Like not too long before we moved to the U.S. Like that was like one of like the the straws. Like that was one of the things that made us. That was like, just like all right, forget this. We're done. Yeah. I feel this. So how, yeah, I can imagine because the donkey was around for a long time, you know? Yeah, yeah. actually it wasn't around for that, for a long time. Um, It was what it was. It was like a donkey that people used to like ride at the park. Like used people used to pay for it. Uh-huh. And my pops was like, he's like, damn. He was like, do you like that donkey? Cause like he was a doctor. So he had money at the time. And um, so he was like, you like the donkey? And I was like, yeah, I do like the donkey. He was like, you want me to buy it for you? And he fucking bought it for me. And uh, Damn, son. And I had that shit for like, maybe like, I, I only had it for like two years. And I'm pretty sure the people that we bought it from are the people who stole it, to be honest. Oh, that's I feel, fucked. I feel like they just stole this shit back. You know what I'm saying? That's fucked, first of all. Yeah. But it's like, it's a whole different world over there. Yeah, though, it's a know? completely so it's different world, bro. Completely different culture, completely different everything. Yeah, Be- bro. People are surviving out there. Yeah, especially the now. When I lived there, it was a little different. It was a little better. Like now... Motherfuckers are starving. I was gonna say, yeah, like, how do you feel about the whole situation now? Because I, I know that shit is absolutely crazy well, over there. I, I have two sisters over there, and like two nie- two nieces, yeah, that still live over there. Most all of my family is really over there. Damn, and in Colombia and in Venezuela, Colombia is, is you know they're better, mm-hmm. they're better off. But in Venezuela, like the, it's just hard, bro. It's a hard, it's kind of heartbreaking. It's like a heartbreaking type situation because it's like people like that you know had similar upbringings as you, but they're like. They're starving, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And like you just think back, that could that could have been me, you know what I'm saying? Like exactly. if I if I was still there, like that could have been me. So that's so crazy to think about, bro. Yeah, like, it's just hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I but, haven't I haven't been to Venezuela myself or, or Colombia, but I went to I went to Nica last year. Nicaragua? Uh-huh. And Where? that was like my first real like even though, you know, I've been to I'm I'm Puerto Rican, so I've been to the island a bunch of times. I've seen how it is over there. Yeah. But yeah. it's not like how it is in places like Nicaragua. And, yeah, it's, you know, it's like, different. It yeah. is It is definitely different. Yeah, it's, a, it's an eye-opening it, experience. It's really on some third world shit. Like, oh, for it's, sure. It's completely like... Very humbling. When yeah, you, definitely you, humbling. When you're driving around and you're realizing like mad people are living in basically like 10 huts and yep, not even 10 huts at points, you know, like little yeah. smaller huts than that, like yeah. tents and shit, you know? Facts. So it's very humbling to see that shit. That is for yeah, sure. Yeah, bro. And like a lot of people are like leaving the country now and like they'll go to Colombia, bro. And they'll be like, they'll build like camps and parks and like, mm. like it'll be like 200 Venezuelans sleeping in a park. You know what I'm saying? Damn, bro. Yeah. That's crazy, man. This is wild. Honestly. Have you been back at all? I've never been back. Um, My parents have been back. I can't go back. I had a, I'm not a U.S. citizen. I'm a U.S. resident. Gotcha. I'm a permanent resident, and I could have became a citizen last year, but I got in a few uh, issues with the law. Ah. Uh, uh, so I had to wait till 2020. Ah. So these red tape motherfuckers. Yeah. So <laughs> I really, I really been scared to like leave the U.S. Even though I do, I do want to go really bad because I want to see my grandpa because he's getting old and stuff. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like 
you know, I had to like think about what's better for my future. Don't want to take shit. that risk. Yeah, bro. Like, I, <clears throat> I don't want to not be let back in. You exactly. Know what I'm yeah, bro. Especially like, how shit is now, you know. Exactly, man. Because they could tell you all you. They can tell you all the things you want to hear before you go over there. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, you'll be straight when you come back. Yeah. And then just knowing, like. Yeah, bro, I ain't know, with the funny shit, me, bro. Exactly. Me personally, knowing my luck, I know as soon as I came <laughs> exactly. back, there'd be some fuck shit. Exactly, bro. That'd be it. That's that's exactly how I feel. Like, knowing my luck, like, I ain't doing that shit, Exactly. Bro. I feel that, bro. I feel yeah, that, bro. man. That shit One day cool. I'll go back. One day I'll go back, bro. And I'm, I feel like. I always felt like it's kind of like a piece of me that I had missing for like a long ass time. That's so what I was like, gonna say. I feel like one day when I go back, I'll feel complete. You know what I'm saying? So you do miss it? I I definitely miss it, bro. Cause life is like obviously life is better here. You have more opportunity and stuff, but it's still like there's like this this family element that's missing. I think in like American society, like yep. in the United States, and like over there, everything's more like people really like. Don't get me wrong, Venezuela. There's some piece of shit Venezuelans out there, bro. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that we're all great people. Yeah, you know most what I'm of saying? there's there's piece of but shit like, everybody though. Yeah, so. exactly. But um, over there, it's just like, it's like I don't know. It's more family oriented, is what I would say. Everybody's more, and I think everybody's more innocent. I think children here they lose their innocence sooner than in third world countries. I feel that. I feel that. I mean, yeah. with the information age and whatnot, you know, yeah. all these kids are just introduced to a bunch of shit way Facts. before they're supposed to Facts. be. There's pros and there's cons to that, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, it's, it's it's always good to know the world as it is, you know what I'm saying? Yep. But at the same time, like, I feel like there's a point in your life where you should be able to be ignorant and, you know what I'm saying? Like when, you, when you're coming up, like, like when you're a child, I think you should have that. That was that innocence, you know what I'm saying? That was one of the things that I learned, you know, very quickly when I was in Nicaragua about like all the people that were there. Like I could probably say, even though I was technically on vacation there, like most of those people that were there grinding their asses off, like working hard as fuck, they all looked happier yeah, than bro, me they're, they're at, happy. at my average time. Like they were all happier than me. And I I was just like, yo, like this is crazy. Like Yeah, bro, because they, they learn to appreciate life, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like here we take a lot of shit for granted. Yep. Most definitely man. Even and, like I'm guilty of it, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, most definitely. Yeah, bro. I talk shit on the show all the time <clears> about <throat> people looking at their phones and doing that shit. And yeah. I am also one of the oh, biggest I'm, I'm terrible at yeah, that. Yeah, I'm the biggest person who looks at my phone Facts. all the time, bro. Yeah. So it's I, I totally understand, you know, you, it's there's always pros and cons to all this shit. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yes, sir. Damn. So I feel you, man. I hope you get to go back soon. I will. I mean, I'll know I'll go back. In 2020, I'll be able to go back. But it's just the only thing that scares me is like if my grandpa, you know, he passes away before I get yeah. to see him and shit. But yeah, man. But you got to do what you got to do. I still have family over there, you know, so I do want to go see them. That's what's up. And I feel like also there's that other aspect to it as well because, you know, obviously English would be your second language. Right. So it's just like you kind of have to adapt to this whole new area here. Yeah. Even though you speak English very well, but I know that there's a part of you inside that just wants to be around. Yeah, exactly. He wants Every- to be around the other <laughs> shit. Exactly. Yeah, facts. And, and it wasn't always like that, bro, because I went through like a, even like a little like self-hate almost. Uh, Why you say that? Just because like I don't know, bro. I used I, I lived in Texas and I used to hang out with a lot of white kids in high school. Uh-huh. Like and um like I wouldn't say that like they made me turn against my people type shit, but like I just started to like pick up like like little conservative, you know what I'm saying, like ideals hanging out around them and shit. And like it got to a point where I was kinda like, Well fuck uh illegal immigrants, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I was like, I came here legally, why can't they? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's how I used to think. 
I wouldn't call it self-hate, but, like, just kind of, like, um, like, I just had, like, this resentment, almost, like, towards Latinos. But, like, as I got older, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I got over that shit. Like, I feel I, that. And then I got all in this, like, brown righteous power movement type shit. Yay. Yeah. I feel that shit, though, man, because that, that shit does happen. I feel like me. it had to happen, you know what I'm saying? For me to, like, really wake up and, like. To appreciate like, this yeah, shit. Yeah, to appreciate goes on. Shit. Yeah. yeah. I had, like, the same shit going on with me as a kid because I grew up, like I was saying before the show, I grew up in Pensacola, which is a 10-minute drive away from Alabama, state lines. Yeah. So I was right there in the middle of all that shit too, you know, like yeah, the real. Oh yeah, the that, oh yeah, the that, real, the, the real, real Jim Crow shit. Bro. Yeah, man. So I grew up like, I I don't know, I I grew up accepting like the Confederate flag and all that type of yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like I used to be, I used to think that shit was cool, bro. Like, I like, had Confederate flag gauges that I used to wear. Word. Like in college, when I moved to Orlando, I had them shits. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. And, shit, and like that shit's not even. That's not even cool. Exactly. Nowadays, like, it's bro. just like, like, damn, like, looking back on that shit now, I'm just like, hmm. Yeah, bro. I don't know about all that. Yeah, bro. <laughs> but it's Fuck like, that. but just like you just said, like, sometimes you have to go through those yeah, you things do. to be able to wake up and yeah, realize. Bro. Facts. Like, oh, Facts. I, was, I was on some fuck shit. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I was definitely on some fuck shit for a long time, bro. Ah, uh, bro. If I go to hell, it's going to be because God looked at my Facebook. <laughs> I swear. Why do you say that, though? Just because when I was a teenager, I used to just post a bunch of stupid shit, bro. Oh, like like, like real, like real in, out there shit. Yeah, like insensitive ass, like just uh, dumb shit. I got you. Know you. I got you. Yeah, now motherfuckers gonna go go look at my Facebook now. Were you shit. on like the real offensive websites and whatnot back in the day? Nah, Is I that wouldn't. What it was? I wouldn't say all that. Nah, I wasn't really on the really offensive websites. I would just say like real. Like off offensive shit, like when I got into like Tyler the Creator and shit. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, shit yeah. Like that, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Stay stupid ass, me. like teenager shit, bro. I know? feel that. Like, I mean, to be fair, Odd Future they tapped into that teenage angst energy, yeah, bro, so beautifully. I Great. Mean, no one else can do it probably better than they did at that point nah. in time. Like, I saw Odd Future when they were here at the uh, what was it, the Beecham back in like 2012 or 2013, Word. yeah, like right when they were like that's when they were like at really, the peak, like right after uh, Yonkers, yes, job. oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah, and shit was just wild. I just remember being in the Beecham and that shit was so packed, like if one person on one side of the room moved, everybody else in the entire venue moved, yeah, because it was so fucking packed, damn, and it was yeah. just now they have a cult following for sure. Shout oh, out yeah. to Tyler the Creator, yeah, for sure, man. So I take it you were just uh you're just going off on that trying to get a rise out of people maybe or probably bro I honestly can't even tell you what my motives were because it's like as a teenager back. as a teenager I think just, so I think I was just trying to be a troll you know what yeah I'm saying? you just do dumb like, shit like that as was a like teenager. the beginning of like trolling and shit back then I, I think that's when I really got on like I was just trying to be a troll I, think I can that's tell all you it was. I can tell you right now there's a lot of dumb shit as a teenager I did that I have no idea how to explain it yeah why bro. I did it yeah but. bro. It just happens, I guess. Facts. Anyway, so you move out of Venezuela. You said like the donkey was one of the main, the main points to. to I wouldn't say it was one. Of, I wouldn't say it was one of the main ones, but it was definitely there was a few other things that like I would I wouldn't speak on because it's kind of like it involves like legality and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. But just like a few, like we used to get like like threats and stuff. Damn. And so we that's why we left. That's crazy because like. It, that's just crazy. I'm assuming maybe it's just because like they were they were doctors potentially. Yeah, that's exactly higher what it was. status we lived type in a, shit. We lived in a good neighborhood. And yep, <clears throat> exactly. But it's just crazy to think about, bro. Like yeah. you know, all of those places. Like you, I was I was in different places when I was in Nika also, and looking at the the absolute like gap in between the fucking regular people 
And then the other people, which were just like so way above them, I was just like, yo, that shit is crazy. I can understand yeah. why people are angry about that, but I mean, yeah. it's like other people work for that shit yeah. for, for a reason so yeah. they can get to that point. Facts. So like seeing that shit, like seeing that shit in Nika, I totally understand where, where you guys were coming from probably. It's just like, yeah. yo, we, we got to do what's best for us and make moves. Yeah, exactly. And my grandma was already living here since like 1990, so... Word. It just made sense to come live with my grandma for a little bit and like Word. try to like start a new life here. So she was in New York or my grandma lived in Connecticut. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. that's right. You said you went to New York and then went to Yeah, I land gotcha. I like I landed in New York, but really I lived in Connecticut. Like we went to Connecticut right away. Gotcha. Yeah. Did you do the whole Ellis Island thing or whatever? Or no, no, no. I flew, so I ain't I ain't had to do go through Ellis Island. Uh Kennedy, honestly, Kennedy, is that the name of the airport in New York? I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's where I landed. It's yeah. JFK and LaGuardia. Yeah, it was JFK where I landed. So I don't even know how that process works for like, because you came through legally. So I don't even know how the process works. If you, you have to get a, you have to get a visa. So my dad got a student visa when we first came here. Gotcha. Because like you can't just come from another country and be be a doctor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he got a student visa so he could do go through all the steps to become a doctor here. In the United States. Oh, so he had to go back to school again? It's not really going back to school. It's a little different, but you have to take, like, these tests. Kind of like a recertification type thing? Yeah. Okay, exactly. I, I got... Kind of, I guess, because they probably have different standards than... Yeah, exactly. They have different okay. standards, and, you gotcha. know, uh, medicine changes constantly, you know Exactly, that's true. And, um... But, yeah, wait, I lost my train of thought. Oh, we were talking about coming into going to Connecticut. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the process. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, he came with a student visa, and then he was going to school or whatever um, to become a doctor here, like doing all the studying and shit. And then, and then we applied for uh, asylum because we were we were persecuted like uh, by the by the government. Basically. Oh shit. Yeah, the Venezuelan government. Gotcha. So, I gotcha. So we got a political asylum. Word. And then we had that to like. 2011 I, w- I had i was on political asylum and then uh we applied for residency and then i got residency and i should have been able to be a citizen last year but you know shit went down yeah. shit went down yeah, yeah. damn son i yeah, feel bro. that though i feel that though yeah but i just gotta wait longer you know what i'm saying yeah but yeah well how's I'm, connecticut I'm still, I, know, I know some latinos that were there's a lot of latinos in connecticut not where i live man. though not where i live in connecticut uh, where were you at i was in a small ass like like town called Windsor, Windsor, Connecticut. Okay, if, I've never heard. If of anybody that. from Windsor, Connecticut is listening, shout out to y'all. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, Windsor, Connecticut is like it's near Hartford. Okay, it, word, word. But it's like 30 minutes from Hartford. But it's like country. It's like a little tobacco planting town. Oh shit. shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, bro. It was it was real tiny. Like I went to like a real white school. I would like, imagine so. Like I'm- my ESOL, my my English as a second language teacher was Polish. Like, oh, <laughs> like shit. she was, like she was not, <laughs> like she was not Latina in any way. <laughs> yeah, bro. True that, true that. So you're getting that, uh, that good, that good Caucasian teacher. Yeah, yeah, bro. So I learned how to speak English. Like I was from up north, but um, I lived in the south for so long that I just picked up a southern accent, especially living in Houston. I feel that's what I was gonna say. The the Houston shit will definitely put that shit through for sure. Yeah. So definitely. you moved. So you moved down to Florida. You said for how many years? Before you went to Houston? Six years. I lived in Florida for six years before I, I moved to Houston. And I lived in Houston for five years. And I've been back in Florida uh, for like two and a half years. So where now. was it in Florida before Houston? You I lived it, here in Orlando. I grew Orla- up here okay, in Orlando word. on the west side. Word. Yeah, I lived in Sarasota for a year, but other, but then I lived five years on the west side of Orlando. How's the west side, bro? Because I, honestly, I've only lived on the east side and in 
right downtown here. area. So Word. I mean, it it depends where you're at. Uh, I grew up like in Metro West, so like mm-hmm. it's like right in the middle of like the hood yep. and the nice area. Yep. So like you get a little bit of everything. But um, I don't know. I used to hang out in Orla Vista a lot growing up, so I used to hang out in the hood a lot. But, gotcha. But I had a lot of. I used to like have a lot of friends that lived like in Dr. Phillips and Windermere and shit like that. So I don't know. It was just a little bit of everything. I, I fuck with a lot of hood dudes and I fuck with a lot of little preppy. I kids, feel that. So. I feel that. Yeah. That's kind of how like my shit worked over in Pensacola, honestly. Word. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, bro. I was like right in this area that was basically in between like trailer parks, hood shit, and suburbs. Like all all in one area. Word. Yeah. And like what like if you know about like like trapping here in Orlando, you know that like back in the day, like Metro West was like a place where like drugs used to go through a lot. Yep. Like um, a lot of pills, they stop in Metro West, like in that area, and then they get sent out to all like the surrounding suburbs, like DP, Windermere, Bay yep. Hill. So yeah, a lot of drugs used to go through Metro. So high velocity. Area. A lot of people, a lot of people, like white people, will tell you that they think Metro West is the hood, and then people from the hood will tell you that they think Metro West is like the suburbs. You know. What I'm saying? So, <laughs> Which is funny. yeah, that's funny to think about. Yeah, because it's totally true. Yeah, that shit bro. is funny to think about. I think it's just like it's just a middle class neighborhood. Um, exactly, you get a little bit of everything sprinkled in there, most yeah, definitely. Yeah, facts. Just like we said before about uh people in you know in Nicaragua or in Venezuela, it's just people trying to survive. Yeah, Same exactly. Shit. Facts. And so, that's and that's a lot what it, there is in Metro West to a lot of Latinos that came from South America and like uh, the Caribbean and stuff. Word. And um. They try to find like a nice place for their kids to live, but it's uh they try, try to get get it in budget, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So that's what kind of like a lot of Haitians and a lot of Jamaicans and a lot of Dominicans and a lot of Puerto Ricans and all that shit. That's what that's what's on the west side. Word. So yeah. so growing up to this point, being in Venezuela and then going up north in the states for a hot second and then down to Orlando, what kind of music was being played around you at these times, like? Like I went through fa- I went through phases. Um, I always like uh, I, the f- when I first discovered hip hop, like when I first came to the U.S. I had listened to Eminem before, but I didn't know that that was hip hop. I was just listening to it. it was just like I just sounded cool to me, and gotcha. I didn't speak English, so I was just listening to what he said. Gotcha. Like, like I didn't really know what the fuck he was saying, but then when I really like discovered rap and like what rap was and what hip hop was and like hip hop culture was uh Fifty Cent Many Men. That was the first song mm. I ever heard. That was the first song that I heard when I when I moved to Connecticut because my my, sir. my older cousin was a he was really into rap music so he put me on and he put me on the Fifty Respect, sir. He put me on a Biggie. He put me on all that. But yeah, so that's what that was like the first song that I listened to and, and for the longest time I really listened to Fifty. And then I haven't heard that shit in a long time. And then Sorry, the, I'm still like I'm still thinking about many men because that shit men. that shit was so hard, yo. Yeah, and then so through, hard. and then through Fifty, I got into the game, and the game is one of my favorite rappers. Yo, one of the illest. I, he's one of the best, bro. He's definitely top twenty for me. I just always think about three hundred bars and running. Just I always I still listen to three hundred bars and running Fresh. probably like once every two months and or he, some shit he, like he, that. He continues to drop like classic albums like i don't know if you ever heard jesus piece but jesus piece is hard the red album hard yo game has been killing it yeah bro. non-stop yeah bro. Years, documentary bro. uh two or, or whatever 2.0 whatever it was yeah that shit was hard that's what i'm saying that boy's still out here working still out yeah, here bro. working outcast a lot you know my pops actually likes outcast 
like, cause my dad used to listen to like a lot of Earth, Wind, and Fire back in the day. Word. So like, I used to listen to Outkast with my dad. Like, he loves Miss Jackson and shit. Gotcha. But I'm like real deep in Outkast though. Like, I could I could tell you every, like, I could sing every song from every Outkast album. Front, I feel that front shit. To back. I feel that shit, yo. Yeah. Outkast is a it's a spiritual experience. Facts. That is for sure. Especially if you're from the south. Yeah. Oh. Oh yes. Because they were the for the longest time they were the only niggas that were actually getting shine. Really? Like, because we talked about this before, yeah. and you mentioned like the trifecta of of the South, which I yeah. agree with. Like, yeah. we've got Outkast, we've got UGK, yes, and sir. we've got Triple Six, Three yes, Six sir. Mafia. Yes, sir. But out of those three, really, Outkast were the only ones. Yeah, like on the mainstream shit, really Outcast, get shine. Right. Yes. Facts. UGK yeah. got shine later on, but that wasn't yeah. until like right before Pimp yeah, C died. Like, yeah, like the. Like 2004, 2005, 2006. Exactly. That's when they really got the recognition. And they were out there grinding yeah. for a minute. For a while. A yeah. minute. First album dropped in 1991. I'm so pretty sad. sure. 1991. And that's the same thing with 3 6. Thinking about them. Their first yeah. album was like, what, 94 or something? No, some I think shit? it was 1990. I want to say. Damn. I want to say it was 1990, Damn, their son. first album. Yeah, bro. 3-6. Knee deep in the game. 3-6 they also got a lot of mainstream recognition in the mid, like, 2000s. Like, yep. Um, I mean, they won a Grammy. Ever since I can remember, <laughs> I've been popping my collar. They popping, won a Grammy. Popping. Or, no, they won a, what was it, an Oscar. No, that's right. They won an Oscar? They won an Oscar for... Juicy J got an Oscar? For Hustle and Flow. Word? For the, is, uh, it's it Hard Out Here for a Pimp. It was a soundtrack? Yeah. Oh, damn. I did not know that. Yeah, they got an Oscar for that shit, for It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp. That's it. Legends. That's what I'm saying, Legendary. yo. Like, no. Nope. I can't even think of any other before them. I, I don't even know if any other hip-hop artist won an Oscar for anything like that. And we're talking about hmm. Southern hip-hop artists. That'd be artists. something to look up. I don't even yeah, know. right? That's what I'm saying. I'm talking a lot right now. And yeah. I'm backing up any facts. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there might have been, somebody else might have got an Oscar. Like, I feel like Will Smith. Might have got, might have done soundtracks. I don't know. Oh, I'm I'm good. I'm good with it. Oh they the yeah, first. they're the first. Three March, Six Mafia is the first. March fifth, two thousand six. Three Six Mafia becomes the first hip hop group in the. Oh wait, okay. Mm. In the South, this says first hip hop group and second hip hop act to win an Academy Award for Best Original Song. So who was the second hip hop or who's the first hip hop act? That's what I need to know. Yeah, I don't. Okay, I guess their first hip hop group. Well, damn. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Eminem for Eminem. lose yourself. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So for, yeah, exactly. First hip hop, but that's only like three years before that though. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand three right. and two thousand six. Right. So yeah, shouts out to Three Six Mafia. Shout man. out to Three Six Mafia. That's what grinding hard gets you. Mm-hmm. Yo, Legends. Real, real shit. Legends in the game. Anyway, so we were talking about uh, why did I? Why do I? We were talking about the West Side, but I I think we. That's pretty much what... We were going all over... This is how this show the show always goes. They just go all over the place. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah, so... Um, I know we were talking about 3-6 and them and everything because Outkast gets all that shine. Oh, because you were mentioning that your oh, pops love Outkast, too. Yeah, my pops loves Outkast, too. Yeah. Oh, you were asking me what I listened to. Okay, yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, what, were they, what were they playing, like, before... What before were hip-hop? Yes. Uh, That's what I want to know. My dad... Okay, so let me give you a little background on my parents. My mom is from like a Caribbean area of, okay. of Venezuela, so she like, like she grew up listening to like Caribbean music, so like salsa, Lamar, Lamar Mer- okay, gotcha, Merengue, gotcha, stuff like that. My pops, he's his family's Colombian and they're from the Andes, like from the Andes Mountains. Yes. And my dad grew up in Colombia, even though he was born in Venezuela. 
So, he so be, they he listen. Be to, they, li- they listen to like a slightly different music. Um, like Indians kind of used to look down on Caribbean music at the time back then. You know what I'm saying? Racial shit goes into all that that I'm not gonna even gonna get into. You know? Yo, I totally understand. But um, trust me on that shit. But yeah, so like, uh, yeah, the music that they listen to. And my grandpa was also a doctor. So my dad's dad was a doctor. So they were kind of like intellectuals. And my dad was, my grandpa was old school. So he used to listen to like classical music. Gotcha. So my pops, when I was growing up, like to try to make me smart, you know, they say like if you look, if you play op, like opera shit and like Chopin uh, and Bach yeah, and Mozart. Yeah. For, yep. for your kids and make them smart. So my dad used to always play that shit for me when I was a kid. And that's really like my beginnings of music. That's really how I got into music. I was like, damn, this is, this is dope. I used to kind. Of, I used to think it was boring, but like I still thought it was dope. Nigga, you know? we're very alike. Word. Cause I grew up playing classical piano. Really? See, yeah. I, I don't play any instruments, but I don't play piano anymore. Don't, yeah. get, don't. Let's not get it twisted. I'm not trying. <laughs> I'm not trying to put it out there to these people. Like I can play piano. But word. Word. I did play piano for like six years growing up, and it was word. all classical. So. Yeah. So like I used to listen to a lot of that, but like Indian music, I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost like a. It's kind of like monks. I'm looking. So I was, I was gonna say because like, it, it's like monks singing. I, type I shit. think Andean, and I think kind of like Sherpas and shit like that. Yeah, almost. yeah. Well, I yes. mean, Sherpas are completely different. Yes, they, it's the culture is very similar. The clothing is similar. They wear ponchos and all that shit. Yeah, but um, they wear like sombreros, and uh, it's like very. It's like um, they use guitar. I want to say harp. Yes, flutes. Okay. Yeah, it's shit like that. All right. But then they'll add singing to it, so it'll be like a choir of men singing. I'm going to fast forward a little bit here. And the Andes are huge. Uh, Now we're getting in the thick of it. Okay. Yeah. This sounds like mountain music, though. Yeah, yeah, it's mountain music. Straight up. Yeah, but it varies, you know what I'm saying? Because the Andes, you got to understand, Andes run from... Venezuela, Colombia, all the way down to the tip of South America and Chile. So, like, the depending, depending on the tribe, like, the music changes, you know what I'm saying? Most definitely. Yeah. That sounds like maybe, like, some Peruvian, Bolivian, Ecuadorian type shit. That that's you, crazy that, that you, you have the ear for that, that you already just know that shit right off the bat. Yeah, like, yeah that's, like, Inca shit. Like, like it's, it's so funny to think about that shit, like, that's weird to me that you have the ear for that, but then, like, we both have the ear for the same hip-hop that we listen to. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we can pick different subgenres out of that type of shit. Oh, and also, you just reminded me of something. There's this music called Joropo in Venezuela. That's the other shit that my dad loves, like, to this day. Um, I've never heard it's of like, that. It's, like, country music, but in Spanish. Okay. In Venezuela, but it's it's different. It's not, like, the... Dun, 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 like type not, like, the Mexican shit. country music. Yeah, it's, like, um... I don't know. It's it's like ballads, ballads or whatever, mm-hmm. shit like that. And um, they play maracas, harp, and uh, four string guitar is what they play. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm, and I'm looking the, at this the, shit up and right the structure here. of the shit is like very hip hop. So I think that's really. really I would I would tell you to play it. You want, if you want to. Oh, play I'm it. playing it already. Right, look up look look up contra contra. C O N T R A. Yep. P U E N T E O. And then put Venezuela. They they do like battles, like hip hop. Like how you would hip hop, like you would how you would battle in like a rap battle. They do the same thing, but it's like with guitar, harp, and maracas. And then like the dude will sing 
and they'll rhyme, but they're singing. They're not really like. Wait, spell the second word again, because I fucked it up. Hold up, let me see. It's contra. Just you can just say the word. I can spell it. Contrapunteo. Oh, okay. Yeah, bro. Like I realized that when I was older, you know what I'm saying? Like the similarities between hip hop and Horopo. I'm fucking shit up over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, my G. Interesting. I think this might be it right here. Maybe? No, no, no. Maybe no, no. not at all. No, 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 no. 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 Look, it, like, look up, like, wait, what'd you type? I put it, just spell it out for me again. I have contra and then spell puteo. I had puteo. Punteo is uh, P U N T E O. Yeah, I had it right. And then uh and then I put in Venezuela but uh, like look up are you putting in are you putting a song like pick like a video of like two people like they'll probably be battling Okay let me see I think there's a lizard dying on your window Is it really? I think it's moving like it's dying Is it on the inside or is it the, outside? the outside? Oh no it's on the outside on the outside but it's moving like it's dying It looks like it's Oh okay no Yo real shit there was a lizard in here dying on my on my wall the other day in my Word. kitchen. Word. Because there's a uh, a calendar that I tried to put up and it didn't work out, but it had like all the adhesive and shit still yeah. stuck to the wall. Yeah. This nigga had his feet stuck in the adhesive, and he was I don't I guess he was there for a long time, bro. Yeah. Like I felt bad for him. Bro, one time there was a fucking smell in my living room at my old house, and I I went to go check, bro, and there was like a lizard that was dead under my couch. Ah. <sighs> That's not good. It probably got like stuck in my house and couldn't get any food or some shit. Okay, I I, I can't find anybody with two. Fuck it. People. Yeah, it's That's like good, it's okay. It's yeah, another time for the viewers if they want to look that shit up. It's a lot like rap battling. It's very interesting. Damn, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm def- yeah. After after this, when we're not doing this, I, I'm gonna have to to get some links from you because I want to sure, check this sure. shit out. Most That's definitely, I like being put on to other shit. There's like one of it's like it's this man and his wife and they're like battling each other. It's funny as fuck. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Fair yeah, enough, fair late. enough. Yeah, yeah. How long did it take you to learn English, by the way? About seven months, I would say. Uh, I was a child, so it was real easy to learn it. Gotcha. Uh, I was going to say, your accent okay. doesn't really, like, show through at all, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, I grew up, like, on the, like, I mean, like, I was living in Connecticut, you know what I'm saying? So it's not like I had, like, a Venezuelan friend that I could speak Spanish to, like, I like my best friend was this little Jamaican kid named Isaiah, so like I had to speak, uh, I had to like speak English with people. True that, I feel that, man. Yeah. Damn, son. So, but, but I mean, obviously, you're still speaking Spanish a lot with your family at yeah, home. Yeah, I only speak Spanish with my family. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't ever speak uh, English to my mom or my span or my dad. That's what's good. Yeah. See, that's where I'm fucking up. I have to get back in my Spanish game. I Word. am not well versed on my shit. Shit, get Rosetta Stone, bro. I have a homie. He's Mexican, but he never learned English, and uh, he got Rosetta Stone, and he really learned how to speak Spanish. Damn. Or he really learned how to speak English, or no, Spanish. My oh, bad. okay, word. He he never he never spoke Spanish, but his mom is Mexican. Okay, gotcha. But he never learned Spanish. Word, and like, word, and like word. He, he got Rosetta Stone. He finally learned Spanish. Not a lot of people tell me to get Rosetta Stone. That shit works. It works for sure. I'm gonna torrent that shit. I'm trying to learn Vietnamese, bro, because my girl's like Vietnamese and Lao. Okay, I was gonna say for a second there. I was like, I was like, that is random, but all right, never mind. Not so, not so random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to learn that shit. Just you know, to try to be a better person, and also like, so I can. I mean, all her family speaks English, but I would still like to learn it. 
you're gonna get some crazy brownie points if you speak Vietnamese. Yeah, bro. <laughs> like, or Lao. I'm learning Lao a little bit. I I know how to say if I honestly only know how to say one thing, bro. Hopefully they don't listen to this. Any of the family that listens to this. any of the family, if you're listening to this, this is me. This is merely just trying to be better for y'all. Yep. But if y'all aren't listening to this, them niggas will love you for that shit. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So you be eating a lot of pho then? I do, but I don't eat pho at restaurants. I only eat pho that my girl's mom. It's homemade. Yeah. Uh, see, I feel like there's a huge difference. There's a huge difference. There definitely is. I used to think that maybe there wasn't because I had only had like restaurant one, and I was like, man, this is so good. Uh huh. But once I tried my girl's uh, mom's pho, I couldn't go back, bro. Way like, flavorful. Way flavorful because she uses real bone to make the broth oh. and shit. So you know what I'm saying. See, that's what I'm saying. I feel like there's something at a lot of these these pho restaurants that's just like missing that yeah, could bro, make it they, they use br- like chicken stocks and shit like exactly yeah, like yeah, I, I need some oomph yeah my you girl's mom uses uh, uh, short rib bones so. oh my god yeah bro that sounds amazing yeah fire yo have you tried that sticky rice spot over there on 50 i have that's laotian yeah so exactly my, girl, my girl's half laotian and half uh, vietnamese her mom is actually laotian but she makes the best pho Gotcha. That's not really, oh, word. That's, that's not really a Laotian uh, Yeah, no, dish. I was going to say. I was going to say. Yeah, bro. Um, yeah, that's why I brought up Sticky Rice, because uh, that's like one of my new favorite spots to just like go and just chill and yeah, get yeah, mad food at. Yeah, yeah. So cheap. For sure. Bro. I'm not going to lie, though. Their lop isn't as, it's not as good as the authentic one. Brr, oh, brr. Yeah, Shots I had to fired. say it. I had Shots to say fired. it. I actually have a food blog, so I, I had to keep it 100. Oh, yeah. Ah. Let, me, let me link that. That's at Venezuelan on Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me that again real fast. Spell Viet, it out for me. Viet, like Vietnamese. Mm. Ne, Zuelan, like Venezuelan. Gotcha. That's what's up. Damn. Yeah, bro. It's like a little blog that I made with my girl. That's good branding, We be too. slacking on it. I'm not even going to lie. We we be, we need to post more, but. I feel that. But, yeah. That's good branding, though, though. That's a good name, dog. Yeah, bro. I appreciate it. Damn, all right, all right. I see you. I yeah. see you. Yeah, Man bro. of many trades. Yeah, shout out Goosey Mane's Empanadas, too. Catch me at your next uh, pop-up. I was, was going to bring that up, yo, because I saw you tweet that out about, what was it, one of the shows the other day? Yeah, yeah there, right? was a sh- there was a show uh, last Sunday or two Sundays ago. I don't remember. Okay, my G, you got you to gotta let me know what flavors are going on. Like right, what's, so what's working, what's pull, working in pull, the kitchen? What you cooking? Right now, well, honestly, I'm in testing stages right now, so okay, the okay. flavors will change a lot, but I've tried, on the last one I did beef, uh, chicken, and vegetarian. And the Word. vegetarian was just uh, beans, rice, and uh, peppers. Word. Yeah, and then um, people love the chicken. I guess people just love chicken, but I'm gonna probably try to do egg rolls. Also, I might add egg rolls to my to my roster, bro. Cause Come on, son. my girl gotta make them though. I I can't make egg rolls. <laughs> yeah. I've never made an egg roll in my life, so I don't see. I've made plenty of empanadas like that. Yeah, that yeah. shit is way easy. Mm-hmm. People at home, it's not that easy. Don't try it. Empanadas, just get the the pre made shells. Exactly. Get the Goya, the Goya pre-made shells. Yeah, you get you your gotta fork. do is fold them bitches. Get the fork. Yeah, get it the <laughs> you nice, know. Get a little oil on there, mm. boom, done, son. Yes, sir. You already know. Yeah, I've made plenty of plenty of empanadas in the past with the uh, with my mommy. Yeah. She's uh, I was usually the uh, the fork guy. Yeah, it's the fork guy in the assembly say. line. Yeah, Facts, yeah. In Venezuela, we uh the corn empanadas though. So like uh, we also do the wheat ones, but we call it pasteles, and then yep. uh, empanadas for us are like the corn ones. So the pasteles is what I hit with the fork. See. And the, that was that was like a different thing for me to learn the other day because I guess that's like is that the same thing in Brazilian culture as well? What? 
Uh, oh, like that, calling empanadas pasteles. Yeah, yeah, pastel. Yeah, pa- because uh, in, pastel, in Puerto Rico, queso. yeah, in Puerto Rico, the pasteles are the they're wrapped in like the yuca leaf. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's just that huge yuca, yuca. I, I know root. what you're talking about. It's, exactly. Yeah, uh, and uh, in Venezuela, we also have some similar to that, which is called an ayaca. Gotcha. And it's wrapped okay. in plantain leaves, and it has pork, chicken, and beef in it. Or no, I meant I meant to say plantain leaves, not not yuca leaf. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrapped so, in plantain leaves. Yeah, so that that was crazy to me because I didn't I didn't know that until. I don't know, maybe a couple months ago, because I saw a food truck here in the milk district that they were Brazilian, and that's all they specialize in. Yeah. It is said pasteles, so when I I saw them like on the the lineup or whatever for the Tasty Tuesday thing, I was like, "Yo, there's a pasteles food truck. Yo, this is gonna be crazy. That's gonna be fire." And is I get fire? there. Well, no, I didn't try it yet. Oh, you honestly. didn't try it. Well, I got there because I thought it was like Puerto Rican pasteles. Oh, word! And I yeah. got there, and then it was what I consider empanadas. So I was just like, oh, ah. oh, the Puerto Rican. I might be wrong. Is the Puerto Rican one sweet? Is, well, pasteles. Yeah, it's like sweet, right? Because it has uh, a, the I mean, flour is plantain flour. Yeah, right? they're they're plantain, and I mean they're they're kind of sweet. They have like savory things. Not really. In it's, them? it's more savory, yeah. yeah okay, because gotcha. it's it, there's meat and and whatnot in them as well, meat Word. filling. So, oh man, I'm gonna get some pastelas now. I'm thinking about this. Hey, is that <laughs> is that time of the year? Yo, it really is. Yeah. It really is. Like I miss this time of year in Puerto Rico because like parandas and all that stuff. Like Facts. yo, yeah, parandas just started in Venezuela too. Oh my god. Yeah, my my s- my time. sister just sent me a video of my niece. That's some maracas and shit. See, I didn't know that that like traversed Latin cultures as well. I thought that was yeah, really but it's because like I think it's a, I think it's a Catholic thing. I think that's what okay. it is because most um most Hispanic countries are are mainly Catholic. Ca- you know yeah, Catholicism. Yeah. yeah, Roman Catholic. So I think that's part of like I think that's why it transcends like nationality in that sense. That's crazy, yo. Yeah, I never thought about that. I really only thought that that was like a Boricua thing. Yeah. Damn. That's still one of the best. For people at home who don't know what we're talking about, a paranda is basically one of the best events you can go to in Christmas season because it doesn't happen just on Christmas. It happens for the entirety of the Christmas season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, it's basically, like, it's usually in your neighborhood. And, like, you'll you'll go out with all your neighbors and you'll just throw, like, a block party and then you'll all play music and kind of, like, parade down the street type shit. It's like and yeah, get like drunk as fuck. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Sipping like hello in, coquitos. In essence, you basically tell somebody like, "Yo, we're coming over to your house at some point this week. You just got to be ready for it. That person has to be ready for it." And then everybody meets up at a different spot, like either on the other side of the neighborhood or right or outside of the neighborhood or something. And just like Goosey was saying, bring the instruments out. Everybody starts singing, parading through the streets. As soon as you show up to the house, they hear everybody. They bring the food out. Boom! Instant party, done, son. And then everybody's getting real drunk after that. Facts. That's a that's surplus of drinking. <laughs> surplus of alcohol. That's the interesting thing about being from Latin culture. You know, it's like it's one of the only only cultures I feel like that drinking at a young age is like encouraged almost. Facts. Europeans, Europeans began down like that too, though. That is true. That is true. I will give you that. I don't. I don't think they binge drink at a young age, though. No. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know. There's definitely some some good amounts of drinking at a young age yeah. in, in the Latin culture for sure. Yeah, for sure. I've seen some I've seen some people going in. Yeah. Maybe myself. I'm not gonna throw myself under the bus, you know. Word. But you know, I didn't even start like really drinking heavy till I was like 17, 18, honestly. Damn, I was uh, you're making me feel bad about myself now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, start- honest, I honestly didn't even like drinking at first. 
Like for, for I don't like, think anybody for does years, though. For years, for a few years, I ain't like drinking. Like I would really just drink to like kick it. Well, maybe not a few years, but I feel like I feel like most people, right when they first start drinking, they're just like, uh, I don't know about this shit, bro. Yeah. It's like, first of all, this shit tastes like ass. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> like, why does this taste like this going down? Well, now this shit tastes like water to me. Exactly. Like I'm drinking Jameson straight up right now with yeah. no ice, no nothing. No mixer, and I am perfectly okay with drinking this like it is. It's also soothing for my throat, too. But uh, it's very interesting to see that dichotomy between, like, I think somebody just got in trouble, what was it, a week or two ago? For Or no, they were talking, that, uh, that was LeBron that got called out for that shit, right? Because he was saying, like, he gave his kids... He gives his kids wine or something at dinner or something like that. Oh, come on, Like a bro. glass of wine at dinner. Yeah, that's like, nothing. And people went up in arms about that shit. Bro, people will hate you for whatever the fuck you do. That is absolutely nothing considering the things that I've seen from my own family, you yeah, know, bro. like with kids underage, myself included. Not to throw any of my family members under the bus, you know. Yeah, but yeah. It's like, I mean, come on, like shit went down. Like, bro, I remember my sister's 16th birthday in Venezuela when I lived in Venezuela. Yeah. It was it was a, a parentally supervised teenage drinking party, bro. But see, that's the difference between those situations and then the people here in the states. Like, they immediately assume that all these kids are just drinking by themselves. Yeah. But it's not like that. It's like all the parents are right there. Yeah. With their friends chilling and watching their own kids because yeah, bro, everything's cool in moderation and when it's being monitored bro Especially exactly people. exactly because i can guarantee any hispanic parent that sees their kid really fucking up especially while they're allowing them to drink in public they're gonna get that fire they're gonna yeah. catch that smoke real fast from quick, that parent quick it's not gonna be like an american especially parent. if you're a like, teenager bro oh my god bobby stop put nah. that down it's it's not gonna be like that nah, the coños are gonna be flying. <laughs> yo yo the cocotazo coming out mm-hmm. the chocolates flying across the room at your mm-hmm. ass yo it's real shit out here mm-hmm. that's a that's a, the life as a as a young hispanic man not gonna lie that's <laughs> something the latino community needs to let go of though that, it would be that, nice that hitting shit bro i, I don't think that's a like me personally, I don't think that's a thing we need to carry on. It to would the be next nice generation. because honestly, it I I understand where they're coming from because we respect our parents more than this generation respects theirs. Facts. Because I will say that this genera it seems like this generation doesn't give a fuck about their parents at all. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, as a teenager, you know, I didn't give a fuck about my parents. Yeah. But I respected them. Yeah, I respected my parents too. Yeah, I still I mean Facts. I talk shit and, and my I, parents like I was never like abused or nothing like that. And I do believe in some situations I did deserve to get hit. My bad. I do believe in some situations I did deserve to get hit. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like there's alternatives to it. And I feel like that's something we don't need to carry on to the next generation. I agree because I think it's also contributing more than likely to mental issues later on down the line. Facts. Because, I mean, you're bringing up kids in this negative environment i right. mean like shit can still be negative but in a more positive way like, right you exactly. can tell somebody they're doing something wrong in a constructive way right always and like and like one thing that people fail to realize is like nothing will upset your kid more unless he's just like a piece of shit but nothing will upset your kid more than you like being disappointed in them so i feel like that's what you need to that's a, just a line that you to need focus to draw on. when they're very young so they know what the feeling of disappointing their parents is like. And they exactly. don't. Because I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like maybe maybe if I didn't get hit, even though I wasn't, like, abused or nothing like that, like, maybe I'd be a less violent person. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. Like, I, totally- I feel I feel like maybe 
because I used to be like the type of guy like, oh, I'm ready to fight. Let's go. Let's make, who want it? You know what I'm saying? Trust that used me. to be me. And like at the time I didn't see it, but like looking back, I feel like that comes from getting hit. You know what I'm saying? I totally understand because and, I, I used to kind of be that person as well. Yeah. I stopped in high school getting into fights and shit, but the only reason I stopped getting into fights in high school was because I discovered like punk music and hardcore and death metal and shit. Right. So I was going to mosh pits every week and yeah. getting my yeah, getting aggressive energy out. out like that. Right. That's the only reason I wasn't getting into fights. And honestly, the only reason why I still don't get into fights to this day. I was yeah. just in a pit on Friday night, like fucking or, shit up in there. You know what I'm saying? So or it's like listening to punk and shit. Honestly, that was at a dubstep. That was I was at EDC listening to dubstep. Oh, you went to EDC this. yesterday? Hell yeah. No, I didn't go yesterday. Oh, I, went, went I went on Friday. Oh, where were you? Yeah, because that that was like the the bass heavy day with all the the heavy dub and shit like that. Like Literally. real heavy bass. See, I've music. never really gone into electronic music. I don't. I have a lot of friends that that it's do. A good well, time. well, not electronic music. Let me not say that because most music is electronic nowadays. But yeah, that's true. But just like that, that little genre of EDM, I never really got into it. Most I like Keitranada though. Keitranada goes hard as fuck. Whew. I love that man. Oh, he's so good. And Sharam, Sh- Sharam. I know who you're talking about. Yep. Sharam goes oh, yeah. hard. Oh yeah, yeah, man. I've been I've been on the electronic vibe for a while. That is for sure. Just cause, yeah. I don't know. I branched out into a bunch of shit from an early age. So, and just the natural aggressive energy of dubstep is just so attractive to me. Yeah. That is. It's just so good. It's just so good to just get that fucking energy out, you know? Facts. I feel like that's kind of what I do with music. If I don't, you know I'm going to hit a nigga. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> with music, I, I put a lot of aggression into it. Not all of it, because I do. I was like, going to say, you switch like, it up a lot, mellower bro. Mellower tracks, but. You switch it up a lot. But, like, like when I um, when I really get into rapping, rapping shit, like, I use, it's very, it's like an aggressive flow. You you're know very going in, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's what I was going to bring that up to you, too. Like, I mean, like like I just said, you do switch up the flows and everything a lot and the vibes, too, yeah. which is good because it shows that versatility of an artist. You know Facts. what I'm saying? Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do switch it up a lot because, um, well, I love hip hop music first and foremost above all. But that's not the that's not the only part of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I moved around so much. I've seen so many different like different takes on life. And like I've been around so many different people that listen to so many different types of music like i just appreciate it all so i want to be a part of it all and like you were saying at the start you you were listening to classical music from the beginning too and i feel personally that anybody that's listening to classical music from a young age it gives you that appreciation for everything we have nowadays right literally everything branched out from classical music facts people now people people fail to realize that yep People fail to realize that because um, sheet music comes from that music, like composing songs in general exactly. comes from that. Exactly. You know so yeah, yeah, bro. Um, yeah, I just try to switch it up. That that's really the the only reason why. I just I just like it all. Like I want to do it all. I just want to be. I don't want to be remembered as just a rapper. I want to be remembered as a like. A multi-genre artist. You know I saying? like the Latin vibes that you bring to to certain songs as well, too. I have to. Have to, most and, definitely. And I have more of that coming because I feel like, um, you know, I've been running it up. I, I had a busy year. I did 14 shows this year. I dropped like 16, 17, nah, more because I just dropped the tape. I dropped like 20, like 20 songs say, this yeah, year. Yeah, the, the Halloween tape. Yeah, yeah I just, uh, I dropped like 20 songs this year. So, like, I was, like, I was real busy this year and, um. So that was like a phase of like my my musical journey, you know what I'm saying? But like I need to go move on to the next phase. So like I was thinking to myself, 
I was like, I need a purpose, you know what I'm saying, with the music shit. And I've always been from the beginning, like, I've always been, like, on the Latino shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, you probably never heard it. It was my first tape because I took it down. But, like, the the... Like, the intro, it was, like, right off the back, it was called Build That Wall. It's like, build that wall, you can't keep us out. And um, that's really how I came into rapping, like, on the Latino shit. But I kind of strayed away from it. Why'd you take it down? Uh, it just, the quality wasn't up to par. Um, so, as I I did, as I made more music, um, I, uh, I, I, got, I got better on that end. So, I just took it down. And um, I just feel like I'm in a different place. Found um, the right nigga to mix that shit. Yeah, I just feel like I'm in a different place. And, uh... It just, the music that I dropped just wasn't correlating with where I'm at. In I life, feel man. that. So, you know, um, I'm just moving forward with it, and I'm really going to go more into the Latino shit, like really do this shit for the Latinos. You Hell know what I'm yeah, saying? I feel, like, I feel like once I pursue my purpose, then everything will unfold for hey, me. Hey, it's brown power all the way, baby. Facts. You already know. So yes, I haven't even got into how we started with the music and whatnot. So did the music start for you, like – in Orlando, or was that in Houston, or where? No, I always I started freestyling when I was ten years old here in Orlando. Okay, I had an older neighbor, and he used to rap, and he used to rap battle a lot, and he put me on this website called uh, RapBattle.com. I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever heard of it, but it was like you literally wrote out the raps and battled with people on it and shit. Oh but, shit! But that's really how I got into structuring writing songs. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. But even after that, I didn't really even release my first song till 2015, and it was trash. It's a song that I did with these uh, with my two boys. One of them, I don't really talk to him no more, but shout out to him. Uh, shout out to uh, King J. Uh, and then my brother, uh, George Head. Uh, he changed his rap name. I forgot what it was, to be honest. Like OG, <laughs> OG Head, the genie. But yeah, my homie George, we did a song together, and it was trash. It was just mixed. See, I gotta give you credit horribly. for that too, because like honestly, everybody has to understand that if you are passionate about something, the first shit you're gonna do is probably not gonna be good. Facts. And I had a, I was <laughs> under another name too. It was Old Dirty Goose. That was my that was my that was my <laughs> oh, first shit. name. Yeah, bro. That's kind of hard though. Yeah, because I used to like ODB a lot. So you should bring that back out. Like just, Old just, Dirty Goose, just every now and again. That's as an AKA at least. I'll, I'll say I'll say it in in you a track or two. You know what I'm saying? I'll say it in a track. That's that sounds hard as fuck. The ODG, come yeah. on, dog. That's yeah, the ODG. <laughs> I love ODB too, man, because he's got my birthday too. Oh so. really? Yeah, bro. Word. He's the man. Yeah, I love ODB. Oh, he was real different, but um. Yeah, bro, so I dropped that song, and, like, then for the longest time, I was just really trying to, like, like get a team behind me, like, on the music shit, so I just kind of sat on it for a while, and I had a shitload of beats, and I just wasn't recording, and then my girl wanted well, to- who did you who did you have beats from? Um, Hector Sounds. I don't know if you know Hector Sounds. I don't think so, no. He produced for Caskey a lot. Oh, okay. Do you word, know, word, do you know word, Tyler word. Yahweh? Yep. You know Gemini? This, uh, he produced that. Gotcha. And um, he's actually cousin. He's the cousin of my homie Bossman Gem. I don't know if you know Bossman. Okay, word, word. Bossman Gem, but they're cousins. So I've known Hector for a long ass time. Gotcha. I've known Hector since I was a kid. And um, so I just bought some beats from him back in the day, and um, I sat on them forever, forever. And um, really, when I moved to Orlando and I linked with Gem, because I've been friends with him since we were kids. Uh, is when I really started recording and like starting like as Goosey Mane, and then um, that's really when it started to take off for me. 
Well, what prompted the the Goosey Mane name and everything? Like, where, well, where does this name, come from? My name is Gustavo Manrique. Gotcha. So Goosey Mane. My dad used to always call me Goosey when I was a kid. So um, Goosey Mane was just like it. Just well, first off, I like Gucci Mane, so it just sounded cool. I was gonna say, yeah, it but. sounded cool, and um, it was really my Instagram name, bro. It was before I started rapping. It was ah, my Instagram name. word, word. Yeah, bro. So it just made sense. I was just like, I'm not gonna have a different Instagram name than my rap name because my Instagram is what I'm gonna use to push my shit. You know? See, I fuck with it too because it's just straight up Southern vibes too. Yeah, bro. And then, you know, hearing the, uh, I, I didn't know that your first name was Gustavo, honestly. Yeah, my first but name was Gustavo. But hearing that part, too, like, it, it just marries both worlds yeah, so and, perfectly. Yeah, and Manrique, so it's exactly. Man, yeah. That's, yo, that's awesome. Yo! Yeah, bro. Hearing that, that shit is that much more fire to me, personally, as yeah, a Latino bro. as well, because it's just like, yo, like, you're literally bringing the two worlds together. Yeah, bro, I appreciate that. You're the second person to tell me that in an interview, actually. Damn, okay. Yeah, all yeah, right, bro. all right, all right. Yeah, bro. Whoever that first person was, shout out to you. We on the same wavelength. Shout out to Young CV from Underviews. Yeah, 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 yeah. That shit's hard though, bro. Honestly, it really yeah. is. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. I like it. I like it. At first, it was Young Gucci Man because I didn't want people to like confuse it with a uh, with Gucci Man. With Gucci, yeah. But um, like people just started calling me Gucci Man, so I was like, fuck it. Like the people already chose what my name is. Exactly, and honestly, we're at a point in this culture now where everybody knows that most shit is. Not necessarily like rehashed, but yeah. everything is like reused to some degree. Yeah, and inspired by something. Exactly. There's a, mil- there's a million Lils, bro. There's a million Youngs. Yo, real so, shit. Real shit. There could be a Goosey Mane. And before that, there was a million everything else. Like starting yeah. off in the, the 70s and the 80s, there was a, a lot of, uh, what was it? What was the one word I'm looking for right now? There's a lot of dudes that had a uh, like ski in their name, you know, because really? a lot of a lot of yeah, a lot of people were using like cocaine back in the day in the 80s and shit. Yeah. So that a lot of rap names had like ski this or ski that or whatever. A lot of people. Word. Yeah. And I know like back in the day, like a lot of bands had really similar names. Like it'd be like like not bands, but like groups like it, it was like Gladys Knight in the Pips and it was yep. like um, what's it called? Uh, Duke Ellington in the Indigos. Exactly. Like, it was always. So, so and so and the so and sos, which is which brings us to this point today. Now where you have the most craziest band names ever of all time. Yeah, I mean things like the Tony Danza tap dance extravaganza. You Damn, don't I never heard of that. <laughs> that's a, that's in the death metal world. That's a, that, that's how I know about them. Death metal be having some crazy names. Though. Yes, they do. Yes, I they had a do. boy who was really into death metal when we were growing up, and there was some crazy ass names. The longest names for songs I've ever seen in my life ever yep. are death metal names yeah always absolutely always i wish i could think of a of one right now pop Just, punk too pop punk those oh yeah long song names they go oh, they go in on those song like, names like bro. chiodos you know chiodos yeah i know chiodos oh, ba- yeah. baby you wouldn't last a minute in the something that's what i'm that, saying like these these names of these songs are easily like 15 to 20 words long and yeah. you're just like yo like this is unnecessary we don't need this song to be 15 words long fuck it though that's how they're expressing themselves so that's what i'm saying that's what that's what drew me to it in the first place honestly right it's just everything was so different from everything else that i used to listen to right, obviously right. it's very in your face it's very aggressive facts. and you know these names of these songs are absolutely ridiculous facts and i think all that really ties in nowadays too like hip-hop is very heavily influenced by uh heavy metal and, oh yeah uh, for sure and uh reggae music and the entire look of hip-hop right now as we speak is nothing but goth and that, chains that emo goth rap shit that's yeah. what it is like it, which is crazy how that shit comes back around yeah. like 
in the nineties, people were making fun of people listening to fucking Marilyn Manson and shit like that. Yeah, bro, it's crazy. Marilyn Manson used to scare the shit out of me when I was a kid, bro. I used to think he was scary. I'm as not fuck. gonna lie, he 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 definitely had a he definitely had an impact on on young little Catholic niggas like myself. Really? It was just I was just like, I I don't know about this guy. Yeah, bro, I didn't I wasn't feeling him at first. He's on some shit, bro. Like yeah. it's like it's hard to like. I don't know, especially I mean, when you're really growing up in a conservative, Catholic, Hispanic environment like that. Right. Something like Marilyn Manson is not going to be allowed. Yeah, bro. They'd be like, esas cosas son del diablo. <laughs> Yo, real shit. Yeah, bro. You could, I mean, and the, the stuff that I was listening to after that was so much heavier than Marilyn Manson. So you could only imagine what my parents were Facts. saying to me during those years. Yeah. Like, it was... <sighs> yeah, my parents didn't like hip-hop music for a long time, but I was always allowed to really listen to what I wanted to listen to. I wasn't I wasn't uh censored in that sense. That's what's up though. Yeah. That's what's up. My parents were strict in some senses. Like I used to not be allowed to even leave my neighborhood type shit. But they were like they gave me freedom in other senses, you know what I'm saying? Like when I was a teenager I was allowed to drink and shit like that. But Damn. But I wish like I, I had that. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I was definitely not allowed to leave the neighborhood. Definitely could not drink, though. Yeah, I was not allowed to leave the neighborhood when I was younger. Like, up until I was, like, 12. Like, I was not allowed to leave the neighborhood. That was a little bit longer for me. Jesus, man. You had a good growing up. Damn, bro. Damn. Yeah, bro. But I don't know. Like, maybe, honestly, my friends used to tell me my dad was strict. But looking back, I feel like I I had a little bit more freedom than a lot of people. I feel that. But my friends used to be, like, then again, they were white, so... Exactly. There's always differences to every person's situation. There's always pros and cons that differ from everybody else. So facts. So you do that first. Uh, you do the first song and whatnot. Wait, what? With the you, you, we were talking about the the first music that you were making. Oh the yeah, first yeah, music yeah, right, right. I did that one. And song. you're sitting on these beats. Yeah, yeah, and then I finally came here, and then I re- started recording with Boss Man Jim, mm-hmm. and then I had a I had a feature on his tape that he dropped. Uh, he dropped the tape. Um, I want to say it was December twenty sixteen. December twenty sixteen. He dropped this tape, and I was featured on it. And then he started working with me, recording a project. So I dropped three singles, and then I dropped the Peephole Mortality, which was my first mixtape. Yes. But it didn't do great or whatever, and the quality wasn't great and shit. So um, I just moved on, and I started doing more singles, more singles. And then in 2017, in November, I dropped this project called uh, the Goosey Man and Friends EP. And that's really what started getting me known out here in Orlando. And uh, people started uh, knowing who Goosey Man was. Which I got to say, I give you props on that shit. Because on that project, too, you straight up call niggas out for like, yo, like people be hating on each other in Orlando. Why yeah. are we doing this? We need to be showing love. That's what it was about. To the other artists here in Orlando. That's. I say this all the time on the podcast. That's the main theme of this podcast is that the creatives have to support other creatives. Facts. If you we're not to. doing that in our own community, we're just shooting ourselves in the foot. Facts. We can. Uh, me and Bossman Jim talk about this shit all the time. Like the only way Orlando can come up is as a city. Like if if not, if it's just one person coming out, they're just gonna get washed out. You know what I'm saying? Because it's only it's one dude it's one big dude in a little ass pond you know there's what I'm no foundation to yeah. back that person like yeah. it's, you need a foundation backing multiple people who are all coming out at the same time facts because if everybody is together everybody will eat we're starting to get there though I think yo, we're starting to get there yo I think it's 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 definitely on I think the move. 2019 is gonna be a big year for the it, city it's definitely on the move bro like seeing how everything has been mapping out 
lately within the past few years as compared to I mean I've been here now for nine years word and uh, you know I've been watching the scene from different aspects you know from homies DJing in the electronic scene from homies doing stand-up comedy from homies doing rap music everybody in different you know, homies doing art you know what I mean like yeah all, all kinds of people with their with their fingers dipped in little other aspects of the cultural scene word and it seemed like for the longest time, like no one was getting that love whatsoever. Facts, and not even even like like culinary, because old girl, uh, <laughs> Chef Blue, she like she's <laughs> killing it. I'm pretty sure her shit just sold out. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And like, um, shout out to Chef Blue. Shout out to her. I don't know her, but her food is good. Yo, yo. Um, I had her on the podcast a while ago. She's she's fire, quite word. fire. Yeah, yeah, bro. Just a lot of creatives in every lane, bro. Rappers, singers, photographers, graphic designers, uh, chefs. That's what I'm saying. Orlando's rife with talent right now. We're going through a little renaissance. Yes. I've been saying that for like the past two to three years straight up. Because, I mean, before that, like, I I mean, there was a lot of good creative uh, and cultural content coming out of Orlando for sure. But right now, at this specific moment in time, everybody is feeding off of each other's energy. Mm -hmm. And you can feel it from all of, like you're saying, like the photographers feeding off of each other's energy from the the artists, the musical artists feeding off each other's energy. Yo, it is just like crazy right now. Mm -hmm. The buzz is heavy in Orlando. It's building. I like it. I love it. It inspires me, to be honest. That's what I'm saying. Like, and that's what I always say about the podcast thing, too. Like, I, I always say on here with what I'm doing, like, I love, uh, it always comes out weird when I say it right off the bat until I explain it. But I, I love the podcast competition in town. Really? Because competition is, for me, not competition. It's just us pushing each other. It's healthy to be competition. Be- exactly. It's pushing all of us to be better at our craft and enjoy each other's content that much more to be able to push ourselves and be like, yo, like now this makes me want to do what I'm doing that much better. Facts. Like That's the way I see it. Like I love all the rappers that are trying to make it out of here. I love anybody trying to make it out of the city, but at the same time, I'm coming for all y'all's next. You know exactly. What I'm like, that's how I feel. Exactly. Like, I want to see y'all all win, but I'm going to win first. You know what I'm exactly, saying? Exactly, yo. Like, we, this is this is what it is. Like, yeah, we, we're out here to do the best for ourselves. Exactly. And we're out here to use all these other people for creative influence and inspiration because these motherfuckers who are out here grinding just as hard as us know exactly what it is that takes that it takes for us to get to that point right. later on in the future. Right. And all of us doing this right now in Orlando at this time is honestly one of the most inspiring things that I've seen in a long time. Facts. I never, you know, I used to think like when I was, when I was first getting into rapping, like I used to think, man, like it would have been cool to come up like when hip hop was like in its beginnings and shit. But like, I feel now, like, I feel like I'm in that, like we're in the beginning of something, you know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. Like we're like, we're like, we're in the beginning of, of like history, you know what I'm it's saying? Beautiful. That's how I see it. It's beautiful to me too, because like, as we're talking about this, you know, like, like you were mentioning, it's, it's not just from one scene, it's from everybody, from every scene. Yeah. And the best thing about that is that all these events that are going on and everything, all of these scenes are just cross-referencing each other they're all coming together like shit like chicken and beer exactly and like the, the link up and there's all not that shit. there's not many shows that i go to anymore that is just a hip-hop show right there's a lot of shows that i go to now where it's a hip-hop show it's an art gallery at the same time there's 
someone like myself doing a podcast there right, live. Exactly. And then there's, there's somebody vending people, food. There's somebody like Blue making food. There's somebody spray painting live out in the back. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, it's all kinds of different aspects of that shit. Mm-hmm. I love it. So it's bringing everybody together under one umbrella. It's not even... It's not even like excluding anybody. Facts. I feel like right now, if you're in Orlando and you're and you feel excluded from the creative community, you're not doing you're enough. You're fucking up. You're <laughs> not doing enough. Straight up. Like, yeah. I can't stress that enough because I see a lot of salty people out there. Like y'all just aren't working hard enough, to be honest. Real Because it took me a while for people to know me. You know what I'm saying? But they know who I am. You Real know what I'm shit. saying? Even if they act like they don't, you know what I'm saying? I know they know who I am because when they see me in public. They eye me from the side, you know what I'm saying? Real shit. And, like, it's just, I don't know. But, yeah. We're on the come up of some shit right now, bro. For, For real. Sure. For real. For sure. That's one of the main reasons why I started doing this podcast in the first place. Because, I mean, like I was saying, I knew so many people from when I first got here nine years ago that were doing dope shit. Yeah. No one was getting any recognition. And finally, later on, I was just like, man, like, somebody's got to, like, somebody's got to talk to these people and let these people have an outlet. You know what I'm saying? So Sure. It's, sure. it's beautiful to be able to see the creative community of so many different people right now in Orlando Facts. banding together. Facts. And I'm the type of guy, bro, I don't really have, when it comes to this music shit, I don't really have an ego, bro. Like, I will tell you. And, like, if I see one of my boys that are in music and I see them doing something that, like, I feel like they're fucking up, like, I'll let them know, bro. Like, yep. I feel like. Honestly, I can tell that from your lyrics. Honestly, you you really can't. It shines through like through the music and the lyrics. That yeah, bro. I will I will I will let you know if I feel like you're doing like something that ain't right that ain't gonna benefit you. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Like it, like you get but like I said, like you can walk a horse to water, but you can't. You can walk a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. people could take it how they want. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But yeah, I'm just trying to help. Most definitely. Most people take it well. You know what I'm saying? Always constructive at the end of the day. Right. Exactly. Damn, man. I gotta love that shit, bro. So the Goosey Man and Friends EP comes out. Goosey Man and Friends EP comes out, and that's when I started getting a little more recognition, and then blogs started covering me and shit like that. And um, I started doing shows. Then I did this big show um, in December that Bossman Gem booked a um, soundbar, and then uh, he put me on headlining. That was my first headlining show. Oh, shit. Actually, my first show was a headlining show. I'm not even going to lie, oh, but, it, but it was like, but it was like a little, like we put it together type shit. You okay, know what I'm I feel you. I feel you. But it was like, like we were headlining it though. You know what I'm saying? It was, gotcha. it was me, Tripsick, and Bossman Jim. We were headlining it, and then in December we did that show, and it was also it was the same headliners. It was me, Bossman Jim, and Tripsick. But then we had a bunch of people out there. Uh, Solis from Left yep. Field was out there. Yep. Randy Santos was out there. Um. We had Seize the Villain out there. Who else? Pretty much anybody who who has some take out here who's really doing anything Thick was, was what that uh Lil Boy Paris was on that show. Oh, word. Uh Lil Henny was on that show. Um Alexander Allure was on that show. Damn son. Yeah, bro. Um it was a it was a dope show. It was a good show. And um so and I started meeting all them boys through that show. And then like I kinda got into like I started fucking with them. So it was like more people fucking with my music and then I started dropping more singles, and then in like in January, I started recording at um, Amber Studio, not Amber Studios. I'm sorry, um, Smart Punk Studios, which is in in Winter Park, um, with my boy Weird Fears. He's an engineer there. Gotcha. And we started recording, and he's really the one who got my sound. Like he's the one that helped me found like okay, this is gonna be the Goosey Man sound. You know what I'm saying? And then he started producing a lot for me, 
but he's hella out the way. So I've been recording at Amber Studios, but I still fuck with both of them. Gotcha. I'll record at either spot. It doesn't matter to me, but um, and then yeah, I recorded with him. I recorded uh till they bury me, and then I dropped till they bury me. And I think till they bury me was probably like what kind of made me get my respect out here, you know, because uh the Goosey Man and Frenzy P it was like um. It was all features except for one song. Yeah, for sure. So I was just really working with people who I fuck with because exactly. I'm, I'm personally friends with Nino Casino and I'm personally friends with Julius and I'm personally friends with Jem. I mean, and, then, and, and like you said on the tape, that was the whole point of the tape. Like, yeah, you know, like it's, this, this is some this is some Orlando shit. We yeah, all need to support exactly. each other. And, and actually, too quick though, the, the guy who sings on yes. with me on uh, Do You Still? He's actually, that shit is fire. He's actually from Houston. He lives in Houston. That's oh, my, word, that's word, my word. brother. Uh, we used to fuck with each other when we lived out there and He's still doing his thing out there in Houston. Hey, too quick. Shout out to you, nigga. Yeah, you got, to a, you got a voice, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. Shout out my brother. He actually just dropped the project. So y'all go check it out. Too hey. quick. Too quick on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever the fuck you got. Yeah. That's Q U I K. Yes, sir. Yeah, wait. Q U yeah, Q U I K. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you got it. Like DJ Quick. Yes, sir. Exactly. Damn, yeah. that's crazy, bro. Yeah, he's actually from Nebraska, bro. Like, super unexpected. I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah, he's, he's from Nebraska. <laughs> My bro. sister just left Nebraska and I never got to visit her while she was there. And I'm kind of glad that I didn't get to visit her because yeah, it, it didn't he, look like much. Yeah, he told me ain't really much out there, bro. <laughs> yeah, not shit going yeah, on at all, really. Yeah, yeah, bro. So, yeah, so Man EP comes out and you start dropping singles and whatnot and you drop the... So they bury me and then that's really what got me my respect out here. I did... A lot of shows this year. Uh, I did. Uh, I opened up for Richie Sammo in Miami. Um, Damn, son. I did a show with Underviews here, which also had a, a fire-ass lineup. I can't tell you the lineup right now, but I remember it being fire as fuck. Um, we did that at Soundbar. Then I hosted my own show. I didn't perform at it, but I, I hosted my first show uh, to give like people who were like just getting started you know, an opportunity to perform. Yep. And I had some people come out from Bradenton and perform. It was it was lit, bro. It was a nice little show. It was at Damn. Uncle Lou's. And then um I just did shows all summer. I did a with Black Vision Entertainment and um uh I don't know, but I did fourteen shows this year. I can't even I, I don't even remember them all specifically, lit, <laughs> but I did fourteen shows this year. So I'm gonna say I mean that's how that's how it works. When you start getting into the thick of it and you start doing them more and more often, they yeah, bro, become harder to remember. Yeah, bro. I was doing like two, three shows a month, like I'm at show number 227 right now. Yeah. Honestly, when people ask me like a week or two after their episode, they're like, yo, we talk about this. That shit was so funny. I was like. I don't remember that shit. Yeah, I'm sure it was, man. I I don't remember it, honestly. Yeah, bro. I do two of these a week. It was a lot of dope. Oh, I did the. The Dirty South tour with uh Bay Santana and uh, Word. uh uh Baby G and uh Word. Daddy Mac and shit. Damn son. Yeah, that was the one I did. You're getting the name out there, bro. Yeah, bro, appreciate it. Yeah, I I've kind of been I kind of been taking it cool with the shows cuz I just did so many. I didn't want to oversaturate. I understand. But uh, but I'll probably do a show. I might do a show for y'all in December. If not, early next year, I got y'all on the show. I think you should. If I don't if nobody book me, I'll throw that shit myself. I think you. I think you definitely should. Yeah, I mean, you might as well if you've already got the drive and you've already been booking yourself for shows. Yeah, I we've mean, been we've been doing shows for a while, bro. That's what I'm saying. Nobody wanted to give us a chance, so we made our own chance. You know what I'm saying? So I have to ask, what inspired this last little EP that came out here? This that spooky shit, because Halloween. <laughs> that shit is fire, bro. Appreciate it, bro. I fire. was I was working on it for like the past two months. Um, Halloween inspired it. I just wanted to do something for the holidays. I'm not really even. 
Halloween. I don't really like scary shit to be honest. Okay. Like I'm not a scary movie guy. Like I'm not really. Neither am shit. I at all. But really. I've always felt like I have a dark flow. So like um. I just thought I could really embody like Halloween if I. We are alike, bro. We we are pretty alike. I'm not gonna lie. Word. It's like I, I could totally vibe with that. I, For I, sure. Yeah. I, I feel, don't like the scary shit at all. I think it's kind of dumb to be honest. But yeah. I definitely have a darker yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, bro. Sure. So I just felt like with my voice and like my flow, I felt like I could have embodied the a Halloween project perfectly. So you already know what song is my favorite. Which so one is it? You already know. It's the Latin vibes, bro. Oh, Brujeria? Yo, that's my know. that's my favorite song on That there. shit is so hard, dude. Thank you, bro. Yeah, so shout out to Zach 2K. Uh, he's an engineer at Amber Studios. He he played that beat for me, and I was like, oh, bro, I already know what I'm going to do with this. <laughs> yeah, we, we that's actually freestyle. We made that on the spot. Yeah, you waxed on that one time, son. Appreciate it, bro. Yo, props. Honestly, the whole project was dope. It thank really you, man. Was. Yeah, really thank was. you. My favorites are Brujeria and October Night vibes. I like October Night. I like I like getting into the pop shit also. I was going to say, because honestly, the pop shit that you're doing sounds, it doesn't sound really like played out. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I appreciate it. I try to always be me. You know what I'm saying? I like, like, the, I like the pop vibes that you got going because you can go over pop with the pop shit. Right, exactly. Like, I just think, um, I just... I feel like I could dwell into all those like genres and stuff as long as I speak my truth. So I always speak my truth, and I feel that I feel like that's why it doesn't sound like um like I'm trying to force it or anything like that when I'm doing yeah. a song like that. Like Most it definitely, just, it just comes naturally, bro. Like uh, it's just it's what I like to listen to, so I try to make it. I was gonna say, speaking of uh, things that you want to speak truths on as well, I know I've heard a lot about you talking about like drugs and shit like that, not necessarily going into them, you know, maybe staying away from them if possible. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, I be I be pining, you know what I'm saying? Um, I try not to really uh, put my smoking out there too much because, especially on Instagram and stuff, because I have little cousins and stuff, and I don't want them to see me in that light, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also, like, I want to be a role model, you know? Yeah, most and, definitely. Um, at the end of the day, I used to, when I was younger, I used to fuck with all, everything, bro, but um, just as I grew up, I, I stopped fucking with it. I know what it could do to people. I've seen what it does to people. I don't support it at all. You realize like, that, I mean, especially if you're doing it and you're seeing other friends around you doing it, you realize yeah. things from you doing it and you realize things from other people around you doing it as well. Yeah, bro. Like, on the song, Depend On Me, I said, I do not condone any zannies. I'm sipping on, I'm e- eating on... I forgot what I said. I said I'm eating on steak, sipping brandy or something like that. Mm. Yeah, bro. Like I, I'm just a drinker and a smoker. I don't, I don't, I don't support pills. I don't support blow. I don't support none of that shit. Lean. I, I used to sip lean a lot when I lived in Houston. I, I don't support that shit at all. It's a hard situation, especially in Houston, because it's so prevalent there. You know, like it yeah. really is. Yeah, it is. It's just part of the culture out there. See, I mean, especially yeah, if you're anywhere into the hip hop scene remotely in Houston, you're yeah. going to know somebody. Who yeah, sips H- lean. Houston, Louisiana are big on on shipping lean. Yep, for sure. Houston, Louisiana, like uh, Texas, Louisiana area. I kind of knew that that as well myself. Uh, I knew a family pharmacy back in Pensacola that they sold that shit out the. Where, back, yeah, like, that's when they used to sell. Um, that's when activists were still on the market and shit. Yep. Yeah. It was good times back then. <laughs> yeah, man. But it's like I, I'm the same thing with that. Honestly, now, like, yo, it's like uh, I went through that period of my life too, and you realize things that you did and things that you've seen other people do, either under the effects of drugs or right. for the effects of drugs. Right, and it just got to a point where like I, I like really had to like look at myself and be like, this isn't me. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, this isn't who I am. Like, I'm more than this. I'm a different person. Why am I doing this to myself and the like people I, around me? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not a drug addict. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't come from a... Like this my, shit turns you into a drug addict. It really does. Bro, I was... 
I was addicted to this shit, bro. To lean, to be honest. Like, People don't realize it's liquid like, heroin. I really was, it's, bro. It it's is literally liquid like, heroin. Like it's not technically for anybody listening. It's literally liquid heroin. Yep, straight up, real shit. If y'all ever sip Tussin, the yellow shit, look at. If you ever sip Tussin, look in that shit, and you're gonna see little brown, oily looking spots in it. That's literally heroin. Look it up. Tell him Goosey said it. Real shit, bro. Real shit. Bro, and like I was a like I used to mix purple with yellow, bro. Like I was that guy, bro. Like I was I was wilding, bro. You're going in, dog. Yeah, bro. And I and I used to get into all sorts of like irresponsible antics when I was on it. So Well, I can understand now like how also how you might be so against it as well at this point too, because if you were in knee deep in that world, living in Houston as well, and I know you said to me earlier, Pimp C was your favorite rapper. Like, Pimp C was my favorite rapper. He's still was, my favorite rapper to this day. That was a whole that was a huge blow to the hip hop community. Like, Facts. Especially for the southern hip hop community. Because right. as such a strong pillar of the hip hop community to go out at such a young age, you know. Yeah, like, man, he was. I don't know exactly how old Pimp C was, but I want to say he was in his early forties. I thought he was in his uh, late thirties. He might have been early. I mean, late thirties. Nah, I I want to say he might have been thirty nine or thirty eight. Something like that, I think. Yeah, he might have been like thirty nine or thirty eight. Uh, doesn't say right off the bat on the Wikipedia. Where you at? Where you at? Where you at, dog? Let's see, died at 33. Damn, Pimp C was that young, bro? I was going to say 32, honestly. Man. Yeah, 33, bro. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, man, that's... RP Chad Butler, man. <sighs> it's a shame, bro. It's a shame. But, I mean, he was here for the time that he had to be here. That's all you can look yeah, at man, it he, as. Yeah, facts. He left, he left his stamp, you know, forever. Cool. You can see him in all sorts of artists, like Big Crit. Big Crit's heavily yes. influenced by Pimp C. Yo, and I give Pimp C all the credit for shining light on all of the shit that people would not shine light on. Like, he Facts. talked real shit. He talked about the pastor. Real uh, shit. Pimp, pimping hoes. Yes. All that shit. Yeah, bro. Shit, like, shit that happens in the South till this day, bro. And it's funny because, you know, the, you have the people like Nas that would outline these situations in the streets but weren't necessarily, like, doing all of these things yeah. but they just had that pen to be able to poetically spell it out the way that pimp c talked about it and everything he said you knew that that man knew what he was talking about yeah bro and seen it firsthand pimp c was with the shits bro been yeah. there done that yeah yes sir Yo, shots out to- see this is what i always hate about being in here with the room with carpet on because i would pour some of the jmo out for pimp c right now oh man i nah. cannot do that no nah, i can't do that right not now. on the carpet no Mm-mm. no 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 you gotta pour it into another cup. Exactly. Yeah. It's like this is where I'm tripping right now. I don't have another cup to be able to do this. Nah, you good, man. I need a designated drink pouring cup mm-hmm. for those who have passed on. Yes, sir. Pimp C shouts out real shit. Yeah, R.I.P. Pimp C, man. Yeah. So the tape though, the the this that spooky shit, man. This that spooky shit. Yeah. I just I just felt like I could have executed. That's really why I did it. That's really the only reason why I did it. I just knew I could execute it. It's been a few months since I dropped the project. I've been kind of quiet. I had um I had dropped the the um kickback on wine, the love single that I did with my homie Love Don and um I just felt like I I felt like people wanted a project like and it's my, a good thing it's a I good thing for the Hall- good thing for the Halloween season too yeah yeah it was great for the Halloween season and um I feel like some of the songs on there transcend like the Halloween season like, agreed like Brujeria you can listen to that Yo, anytime yeah that, that's or honestly like, like immediately made it on my on and, my playlist and of even revolving o- even shit. October Night Vibes like even though it, even though it says October Night Vibes on it like um it's I feel like you could listen to that I feel like that song 
is probably meant for the fall season. I think like when it's like cool outside, I feel you're that. riding with the top down. I that's feel the that. type of song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yes, yeah. Shouts out to you with that project, bro. Appreciate you, I'd brother. Rather, rather enjoyed it. I, I, Appreciate I gotta you. Say. I, I really, I try to, I try to really think projects out, like everything from I like, see that. like song structure and like order the tracks and all that shit. I really try to um, think about that shit because, like, I want to be. I want to be an album artist, I guess you could say. It's definitely more of like a pump and dump culture right now. It's yeah. like get the single out and get it done and, and get as much. I mean, a lot of albums that I see don't necessarily have like that structuring to it. It's, right. There exactly. can be a lot it's of a, there can be a lot of good songs on one album. Yeah. But what a lot of people do is they just record a bunch of songs and then they'll cut some songs and then they'll put them all together on exactly. the tape. But I like, all right, so I worded that wrong. I'm a con, I'm, I'm a concept album artist is what it is. I yeah, like having yeah, exactly. concepts on my albums. It's what it is. I don't really like um, just throwing singles. Together. Yeah. Which is a lot of what we see nowadays. Yeah. Which, and there's it, nothing wrong with that. Exactly. It can be, it can be done very well in itself, but also when you're structuring something out to be a certain creative way in a certain manner for people to listen through right. all the way through. Right. Like, I mean that, that shit to me is a little more appreciative than just like an album of singles. Honestly. Exactly. Exactly. So, and I love skits. Yo, I love I, skits and albums. Skits is a lost art form in the hip hop culture, bro. Yeah, like, bro. A lot of people be like, nah, don't put no skits. And I'll be like, man, come on. dog. I love skits. Some I, of the best skits ever have come out of hip hop culture. Like Wiz Khalifa, um, uh, Cushion Orange Shoes has some good skits on there. Um, UGK has some great skits. Biggie. Biggie had some great skits. Luda's got some great skits. Luda had some great skits. A lot of people, the Fugees had some great skits. Yep. Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying, man. Lost art form nowadays in hip-hop. Yeah, man. Farside back in the day had some great skits, too. Yeah. Oh, yo. Keep going about this forever. Yeah. See, this is why I like you, bro. Like you, you know your shit about... Yeah, man. I'm Actual a, hip hop culture. I'm, I'm a too. student of this shit, bro. I'm a student of this shit. Just because I move forward and I'm more modern with it, don't mean like I. I really take like I love this shit. Like it changed my life. You know exactly. I had that. Uh, I talk about this a lot on the show too. Like I had that that phase in my life. You know, growing up as you know, like a hip hop kid who got lucky. You know, I was born in '90. So I got lucky when I discovered hip hop and discovering hip hop from like back in the eighties. And yeah. then I moved from there forward. Yeah. So, you know, I had that I had that period where, you know, the new wave of hip hop came through and I was like, Man, fuck this shit. Like, yeah. what the fuck is this? Right. Like, come on. What what is this shit? Like and, and still, What are y'all niggas talking about? What is this shit? And still some of the shit, like I can't it's not for me, you know what I'm saying? Yo, real shit. But real shit. But I, I respect it, you know what I'm saying? And I let it ride because at the at the end of the day, that person is feeding their family. Exactly. With this shit, so. And it's something that I came to understand as well that as as lovers of hip hop, this music came from the youth. Yeah. I mean, Nas wrote Illmatic when he was what, nineteen? I think he was 18 younger. or seventeen. No, he was under he was underage. It was something assume. yeah, it was something along those lines. Yeah. I think he wrote it before he was nineteen and it was released when he was nineteen. Yeah. And so, like, you gotta think about that. That's back in the nineties, you yeah. know? So like if we're not going to be listening to the youth and where they're pushing the music to today like exactly. you know like I'm not going to be that old guy on his porch yelling at the kids to get off my lawn. Exactly. I'm not going to be that person. And if you look at people with longevity, they're the people who embrace the new shit, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. When, when um when Jay-Z dropped the Blueprint 2 2 I want to say or 
two point five because I'm pretty sure he had a two point five too. Mm. He had Drake on it. You yep. know what I'm saying? He had J. Cole on it. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like he was he, he was, already knew. he was setting it up. He already saw where it was going. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, man. Which is how this shit works, bro. I mean, it's like if you, if you want to continue on and you got to maintain with these people, like you have to understand. And it's just like you just said too. Like we can still, even though that, mu- even though the music necessarily today doesn't sound like the golden era shit that we grew up on, right? We can still enjoy that music and hold other music to that standard of like, okay, well, this doesn't sound like the golden era stuff, but. What you're doing and what you're doing are in two different worlds. And right. what you're doing, you're actually I can see I can see where you're coming from. Right. You over here, bro. You need to you need to pick it up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, every we need a little bit of everything though, bro. Because life is about balance. The universe exactly. is about balance. Like, there's always gonna be trash rappers. Yo. There's always gonna be great rappers. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying like like it's like I see I see a lot of the old heads. You know, like talking mad shit on the new kids nowadays bro which, there was trash rappers back then in the like, 70s exactly like, bro, in, in the yes. 90s bro vanilla ice yes. was trash bro That's what i'm saying he had great commercial success but That's he was trash bro like um and nobody thinks about that nobody was, thinks about that they, there's always been gimmick rappers bro yep there has always, always been gimmick rappers. and there always will be yeah they're not gonna go away never so it's like a it, it's a thing that I, I just like like i said starting off this conversation too I had that period where I went through it where I was like, nah, man, fuck this shit. I'm not listening to this. Yeah, these, man. these kids aren't talking about anything. I'm not going to do this. Yeah, man. I used to hate... There was a time where I didn't like Gucci Mane, bro. Like, I Oh, was, yeah. I'm right there with you. Because I remember I had a boy who loved Gucci Mane and like, I got into an argument this time, w- with him one time because he told me Gucci Mane was the best rapper alive. And I was... Bro, I was outraged. Like, I was, <laughs> I was pissed. There was a time where I didn't like Gucci or Jeezy. Really? Because I didn't enjoy see i always love jeezy i didn't enjoy the the message that they were spreading though that was it i was just like yo like yo why are you like doing this honestly yeah (laughs) like you're literally glorifying this shit honestly yeah but you get to that point where you understand like yo like it's not necessarily glorifying shit it is just talking about the real shit that is going on in their lives it just so happens that it can come across as glorifying it but it's that's not really what it is when you get down to the nitty-gritty about it yeah bro Jeezy and Gucci are both like street poets for sure. Facts. Jeezy especially, man. I oh. love Jeezy, man. Oh. Yo, yeah, man. one of the gods. One of yeah, the gods. Have you ever bro. heard Gucci's Jeezy diss though? Yes. Yes, True. I have. Yes, I have. That shit go hard as fuck. <laughs> yes, I have. Yeah. Yo, you gotta love that shit, man. That shit was hard. Good old Southern beef and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Who are you listening to nowadays, by the way? Like who who's heavy on the rotation for you? Whether it's hip hop or not, it just is um, music and any. Lately, genre. I've been listening to Blood Orange, uh, Negro Ooh! Swan a lot. Negro Swan a lot. Gary A put me onto that. Actually. That man is a genius. I mean, I mean, I had heard it. I I've heard Blood Orange before, and I had heard their single, uh, the Charcoal Baby mm-hmm. off of the album, but I hadn't really dove into it. And like like a week ago, I dove into it. And bro, honestly, that's the best album production wise that dropped this year. Shouts out to opinion. shouts out to Dev Hines because that man is just crazy. Snapped. He uh, you know, he's got that shit like synesthesia, the same shit that Jimi Hendrix had. Oh, really? Where he doesn't hear, or he uh, he doesn't see colors. He sees sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard something yeah. about. Yeah, and he doesn't Jimi hear Hendrix sounds. Yeah, he doesn't hear sounds. He hears colors instead. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like they they come at music in a completely different way than yeah, yeah, anybody I've, I've else. Yeah, I've heard that shit before. Um, 
Yeah, the, the dude behind Blood Orange, Dev Hines, he has that. He has synesthesia. He, he's got synesthesia, yeah. That's wild. That's crazy. Which kind of, yeah, it kind of explains. That's like, why he's able to put those sounds. It's so out together. there, yo. Yeah. Like, it's it's some other shit. It's, like, it's great. I can't really can I can't really compare Blood Orange to anything else, honestly. Only, like, um, I would just say it's Neo Soul. Like, it's just some Neo Soul shit. It's like Neo Neo Soul. Yeah, it's like, it's <laughs> like, like futuristic shit. He's definitely on some other shit. That yeah, is for man. sure. It's man. I wasn't expecting you to say that. Prop, props to the Blood Orange. Yeah, drum. yeah. I've been, I've been jamming that a lot lately, and um, I really go back to and listen to older stuff. Not like old, like boom bap shit, but like, you know, like four or five years old shit. Yeah. And then um, myself, bro. I, I listen to my vault a lot, um, because a lot of the time, like, I just won't like a song anymore. You know what I'm saying? Feel that. And um, my locals, bro. I listen to Boss Man Jam all the time. Keep his his album on repeat. That's my brother. Um, just anybody who makes dope music. There's a lot of. I like Big Baby Scumbag. Word. Big Baby Scumbag. I jam him a lot too. He goes hard. That nigga threw a lot of ramen out at the Hanau Center the other day. Oh yeah, he had a show here, didn't he? He threw out so much fucking ramen, bro. That's his. That's his new little thing right now. Uh, uh, Yo, there was noodles. Bitch, I like the taste. Everywhere. Yeah. Noodles everywhere, bro. Like fuck it. God. Damn, there were some noodles on that floor. Damn, that's what's up. Shout, shout out to, to Big Baby. Yeah, shout out to Big Baby Scumbag. Yes, sir. That's how you turn up a show. Just fucking throw packets of ramen everywhere. Uh, yeah, I threw beer on the crowd one time. I, like, poured out my Corona. <laughs> Yo. I was going to say, do you have any other crazy, like, live show stories other than that? Just mosh pits, bro. Just mosh pits. Fair Pretty. enough. And, um... Bossman Jam threw some hundred dollar bills in the crowd one time. Okay, all right. Yeah. That's something that I've never done before. That yeah, I yeah, uh, some twenties and some tens, and then he had like one or two hundreds in there. But yeah, um, how crazy do your pits be? Pretty lit, bro. It depends though. Miami got lit as fuck to me. One Miami time. or some motherfuckers, yo. They're, they're I did, I did, not fucking I, around. I did this show in Little Haiti uh, for uh, when I opened up for Richie. Oh yeah, t- <laughs> opened up for Richie Samo, bro. And Definitely that not sh- fucking around. That shit was lit. That shit was jumping. Um. Yeah, I get it. People usually mosh at my shit because my music. Um, like when I perform, like stuff like "Why You Did It, Goose" or like uh, "Yeah, Shut Up, Jit," like shit like that. That makes people want to jump. Most definitely. Yeah, the last show I did with SR50 Magazine, that one was dope too. Um, shouts out to Harrison and SR50. Shout out to Harrison. Yeah, the goat right there, bro. I fuck with Harrison hard. He's the goat of Orlando, honestly. He really is. He really is. Yeah, man. I recently met him because I did I did a show with him and shit. But yeah, it was He's dope. The man. He's the man. Shouts out to Harrison again, yo. Just, just keep doing your goat shit over there. Yes, sir. Keep taking oh, them pictures too. That boy always catches me in a great light. Always, yo. He catches me in the worst lights. Always. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he does it on purpose, though. Maybe. He called me out after uh, I've known him for a long time now. I've known him for like eight or nine years, almost the entire time I've been here, and he's been taking pictures that entire time, pretty much, and. For the first three years or four years or some shit like that that he was taking pictures, every picture he took of me at a function, I was flicking him off in the camera. <laughs> and one day he just came up to me. And he's like, dude, honestly, I don't have a picture of you without you flicking me off. Damn. And I was like. How old is Harrison? Ah, I guess when you put it like that. He's my age. He's, so he's got to be either 28 or 29 or 30. What? I thought he was like my age. I'm 23. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's either twenty eight or thirty in between there. Word, because I'm about to be twenty eight this week. Word, I didn't know he was that old. Yeah, man, we are some old niggas out here. <laughs> I mean, 
We were him and I were actually talking about it at the last show that we were at. Uh, what was it? The Corduroy show, the Be Kool Aid show at yeah. uh, Canal Center. And uh, yeah, and I saw you over there. Yeah. yeah, I was out there. Him and I were talking about it, and we were talking about how we were the old guys in the room, even though we're we haven't even broken thirty yet, but we're yeah. still the old guys in the room. Bro, it's it's weird because that's how I feel. Like I'm 23, but like most of the rappers that are coming up are like 17, 18, yes. 19, bro. So like I fuck. So, so like Tripsig, <laughs> Tripsig, they're like my little homies. They're like nineteen. I mean Nino's twenty one and, and uh, Wogod's twenty one, but or actually Wogod might be twenty. But anyways, they're all pretty young. They're all like nine between nineteen and twenty, and like um, it's kind of like when I hang out with them, like it's like, like I just see shit that I used to do. It's just it's just yep. it's just weird because it's like um, it's interesting, bro. Because we were like, we were talking specifically about, I used to live in this crazy party house back in the day, like eight years ago. And this party house easily, no exaggeration, every weekend we were having a party that was having like minimum 200, 250 people there. Like Lit. craziness. Lit. With, I can't even live like with that. With a no backyard man. and a second backyard and a forest after that. Like, oh, man. It was some shit. Like we yeah. had a music festival there that sold out. We had 1,500 wristbands sold out of all of the wristbands and then sold another 300 tickets, I think, after that or some shit. Lit. Made Ridiculous, a, yo. A little bag. Redi- you know, you know, a little bit, a little made, bit. Made a little bag real quick. But it's like that type of shit, like him and I were talking about it, Harrison, and we were just talking about like, yo, like most of these people here at this event now, like we can't even bring that up now because that was so before everybody else's time like most of the people at the show probably were like 14 or 15 at that time when we did that facts so it's crazy to think about you know like it's like yeah man it is crazy time continues to move on with or without you it's crazy so like a lot of like the younger rappers not necessarily trips it because those are my homies but like a lot of like the other younger rappers like they consider me like an old head, bro. Like they think I'm like damn. Like they think like I'm an OG, and like they'll they'll kind of like look to me for like advice and shit. And it's like, but that sounds kind of cool though. Because no, I love it, bro. I love it because I I love helping people out, bro. I was but, gonna say, but like, at the but at the same time, it's just it just feels weird to me because it's like I feel like I'm young as fuck. I feel like I don't. You are. I almost trust I mean, me. You're I, mean, young I know as fuck. I know I'm young as fuck, but like I be feeling like. I'm not even a, an adult sometimes, you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, definitely not an adult. I can tell you that right now. That feeling is never gonna go away. The, uh, the I'm not an adult feeling. Yeah, bro. Like that's I just, always gonna stay. I I just still feel like I'm I'm a kid, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like, I mean, I'm definitely a grown ass man, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it just feels weird because everybody's younger than me, and also it puts a little pressure. But I love the pressure, you know what I'm saying? I was going to say, because, like, in this in this hip-hop game, we all know that it is, like, a young man's sport and shit. But, I mean, it's like, yo, like, other people, just what we were talking about earlier, other people have proven, like, Jay, like, it doesn't matter. It's not it's not necessarily a young man's sport anymore. Facts. You can still remain relevant doing the damn thing with all the young kids nowadays. Look at 2 Chains, bro. Uh, yo! 2 Chains. I mean, he's he's been doing it for he was doing it for a while. Yeah, with like he player, lived. He lived under and, and he shit. lived under Luda's shadow for a long time. You know, Ludacris Ludacris got him his first uh, bank account. Yep, you knew that. Yeah, man, he got him his first bank account. Shouts to Titty Boy. Shouts to Titty Boy. But when Two Chains dropped um, that song with Big Sean, which was like his first big single, when he kind of made like the rebranding uh, for Two Chains. Yep. Um, on that song. I'm pretty sure he was 40 years old when he dropped that. 
when he did like the two chains rebranding. That's so crazy. I'm pretty bro. sure two chains was forty when he a true gotta, a true story, something like that. I gotta look up his age right now because like, true religion. It was something with true religions on it. That's yeah. He what? No, no. He's forty one right now. Actually, two chains is yeah. He is. Hold on, let me oh, see. Was what was the name of the song? When I, it was like when I woke up this morning. Oh, I could think about was you, 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 you. Was that DJ drama shit? It was 2011. Yeah. It's called um, Knockout, KO. Let's see. True Religion was in 2011. Oh, shit. I thought he was 40. Well, fuck it. He was still old. I mean, he was still old. Yeah, bro. I he mean, was like 35. If, if you're in your 30s at that point, yeah, that's old for a rapper. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about. Yeah, bro. But it's like, I mean, as as time goes on, honestly, every little subgenre is moving on forward and progressing forward. Facts. Like, as the American, or not even American, as the human lifespan, like, is elongating with right. medicine and all that shit, everybody else's careers are elongating as well. Like, right, and everybody, everything happens, as God's time is never off, bro. Yeah, so bro. Like, like, as a skater growing up, like, when you were 25, 26, you were, you were milking your career at yeah, that point. As a facts. professional... Like, a, as a professional for a long time, you had maybe from, like, 16 years old to about 23 years old. That's about yeah. it, really. Same thing with soccer, bro. Soccer players, used, shit. To, soccer players used to really not play past, like, 33. Yep. 30, 34 was pushing it. Exactly. Now there's dudes. Iceland, 42. Iceland had a dude that was 40. Buffon is still, is, like, Buffon's who, almost 50, I Who was the say. dude in the World Cup? He was uh, the oldest keeper to be in the World Cup. He was like 44 or 45. He, I think he was Iceland's keeper. Yeah, he was, like, he was like 44 or 45, something like that. Yeah, man. Playing in the World Cup. In the World Cup. That's, that's crazy. A, that's a young man's tournament. And that's the same thing with skateboarding nowadays. I still see pro skateboarders now that are like 38, 41, yeah, like shit like that, yo. Like, yep. So... It's it's crazy for people to think like yo like the only people that are gonna get shine in this hip hop game are like the young kids coming up. Yeah. Nah, it's not like that at all. Nah, not at all. You just have to adapt. And I feel like um, I always say this in interviews, but I feel like I had to do some living before I could even put out the music that I put out. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. there's things I had to go through before I could see things how I see them now in order that. to make the product that I make now. You know? I feel that. So if Most- I would have if I was making music at 18. Like, because I always think about, like, man, when you're in high school, it's so much easier to blow up because you could just tell all your little friends, oh, I'm dropping this song, and they'll all listen to it. But once they'll you're, all once come out to the show, yeah, once you're past all that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't really fuck with people like that no more. Like, I at least I don't. Like, I only have like five friends, bro, to be honest, like that I really fuck with. And then, like, my homies in Houston. But then, um, like, when you're a kid, it's easier to get people to come out. But at the same time, I feel like I just would have been a dumbass. Like, my music just would have been. Not what it is, you know? That's real shit, though, too, man. Because, like, as most people learn as they're getting older, you know, like, there's really only the few niggas that are really going to ride for you at the end yeah. of the day. Like, yeah, and bro. you for them, too. Like, yeah, it's, it's exactly. not it's, it's not necessarily just, like, in one direction. Like, yeah, like, some people just weren't worth your time, too. No, like, no, not at all. Exactly. Not whatsoever. So it's like you, you learn that as you get older. Like, you have to cut out, you have to cut out that circle. Like, yeah. you can have a large circle. 
Yeah. But the inner inner circle, right? Especially when you, especially when you're a creative, you gotta fuck with everybody. Like you, at least you gotta associate yourself with everybody. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Unless, so I always tell everybody before they come on the show, like, yeah, you can feel free to come on here and burn bridges if you want to. Yeah. But that's up to you. Yeah. You, right. you can say whatever the fuck you want. Right. Like there's people out here. Like I'm not even gonna flex. Like people that I don't agree with what they do, or I don't agree about their message. I don't agree what they're doing. But at the same time, like. Like I'll say what's up to you, and I'll shake your hand, and I'll fuck with you. Yep. And if you make if you make dope shit, then I'll be like, yo, I think that's dope. But at the same time, like, I don't necessarily like my brand and yours don't correlate. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Exactly. But like, I still like I respect you. Most I, I want to see you win. You know what I'm saying? Because you're still out on the grind, just like everybody else. Exactly. Most definitely, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yes, sir. So what's new on the uh, the future for Goosey Mane? Might I ask? What, what's um, on the horizon? Uh, I'm going to be dropping more, uh, I'm going to be doing more food with Goosey Mane's empanadas. Yo. So we're probably going to expand from the empanadas, um, probably do egg rolls. People at home, if you weren't already excited about the prospect of coming out to a Goosey Mane show to turn the fuck up in a mosh pit. Yes, sir. And get fucking down. Next time. If empanadas are not enticing you to come out to a show at fucking Goosey Mane's. Yo, come on, son. Y'all sleep. Sleeping and then, hard. Um, I'll be dropping more singles, bro. I'm going to drop more music before the end of the year. Um, and I'm actually working on a album, a full-length album. Because uh, Till They Bury Me, I'm not going to say too much about the new album, but Till They Bury Me was a, was a, it was like half-length, I would say. It was like seven tracks. Yeah. This one, I'm going to probably have like double that. So. Word. So I'm going really, to take my time with it, though. Hey, feel free to let me know whenever you're getting close to that point. For sure. I would we'll say. Have you back would, on, and we'll, we'll talk about it again at that point, bro. For sure. I would say second quarter 2019. Yo, just give me, let me know. That's it. And we'll work it out. Yes, we'll, sir. We'll get it done. For sure, my man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, sir. Yo, we're going to get into the heat of the week real fast and whatnot. Um, I'm going to make Goosey Mane sit through this, and then we're going to smoke another bowl after this, probably. Lit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to do the heat of the week real fast, and then we're going to let y'all be about your day. Yeah. Shouts out to JT Money on the track. That nigga. Yes, indeed. Heat of the week. We going to get into this shit real fast. Let y'all be about your day and whatnot so you can make moves, continue on with your your Sunday. Even though this isn't going to be released on a Sunday because I still haven't released show number 226 because I've been lazy as hell. Going to EDC and taking all kinds of drugs and not paying attention to my life and whatnot. Doesn't yeah I know it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with you people. I didn't take any drugs when I was at EDC. All right, people, I'm just lying to you right now. I didn't do anything there. Straight edge. That's another lie. Another lie, actually. <laughs> now all I really did was I just took a bunch of edibles when I went to EDC. Lit. I ate like 50 milligrams worth of edibles before I went in there. Oh yeah, I was trying to float. Yeah, man, I ate a shitload at Rolling Loud uh, this year. That, that sounds like a good time. Yeah, it was pretty 
good, man. I was a little too high, though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, when you start getting uncomfortable. And you're just like, hey, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Yeah, man. I had to sit my ass down. Damn, son. I understand. Especially when you're in. See, the problem with eating edibles in those situations is there's so many fucking people around you. Yeah, bro. There's, That's like, the it's, thing. It's almost like there's not enough air. Exactly. Yo, exactly. Because yeah. when you're in that situation and you don't have water readily available... And you have to walk to a water station and you have to walk around all these other people and you're high as shit and the anxiety is rising. That's the anxiety. The anxiety <laughs> you know, is the like, big thing, though. It all just like couples all at once and you're just mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I can't fucking do this. That's why I eat, whenever I go to festivals, I eat a heavy ass meal before I go, bro. That's how you got to do it. Yeah, you got to sit yourself down and prepare the body. Yeah, while you're digesting it, you're going to feel a little, uh, but it, yep. once that shit goes down, bro, you're going to be good. You ain't going to You need to fill your body up to eat off of that shit for the next, like, eight to ten hours. Because you're not going to eat anything else while you're there. Mm, unless you want to pay fucking $15 for a cheeseburger. Nah, son, that ain't me. That ain't <laughs> me. Uh, first up, heat of the week. We've got the man, the myth, the legend. We've got Mr. Westside Gun dropping some good shit for y'all. Some old grimy ass hip hop nonsense and whatnot. Name of the album. It's not even an album. It's a another mixtape in the series of the Hitler Wears Hermes shit. It's Hitler Wears Hermes 6. And name of the song that we're playing today is called Ready Made. It's featuring Keisha Plum. If you don't know Keisha Plum, she's crazy Chicago poetry shit. She's been on pretty much every single one of West Side Gun's mixtapes for a long-ass time, spitting that crazy shit. Oh, we own some old grimy shit real first, right off the bat. West Side Gun, ready-made. Let's get it. Real grimy shit. gun shout outs too because he finished this project in puerto rico like not even two weeks ago or some shit yeah is he latino no not at all he was just there yeah he was just there that's lit. that's what's up i think he went there to get i think specifically a skit a skit uh shout out from a, a dude a dude from where my dad is from, actually, which is like the craziest hood in Puerto Rico, honestly. It's like some crazy shit there. Is it San Juan? No, it's outside of San Juan. It's in Loisa. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's called Canovanas. Okay, but, yeah, uh, I never heard of it. Yeah, Loisa Valley is, is some shit. It's, a, it's the place where you don't know on the 4th of July whether it's fireworks or gunshots going off, Word. basically. Got you, got you, got you. That we type got, of shit. We got one of those in every land country. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You already know. So he like, I think he went to go get that skit from this dude, just talking shit in Spanish, basically. Yeah. 
and he was just chilling there for like a week. And it was crazy because he was just like, yo, I, I saw him post this shit on an Instagram like a week or two before he finished the tape. He was just like, yo, like, producers, send me all your shit right now. I'm trying to get a new beat to finish this tape right now. Send me everything you have. Everything. Damn. And he was like posting updates on his story the entire time. He was just, it was, it was like four or five hours later. He was like, yeah. Still haven't gotten anything good, y'all. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? It'd be like that, bro. Like, honestly, ninety percent of the shit I get sent is trash. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah, man. But it's—I mean—but you have to be that way. You have to be that way because I mean, if it's perfecting your craft, you have right. to make sure your shit is on point. Exactly. So their shit has to be on point. That's why I like—I like doing more like from scratch type beats, like when the when the engineer makes the beat, like in the studio. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Most definitely, Dude, because I mean, best way. I mean, that's the best way for a person to vibe off of the actual. I mean, like sending a beat online, you know, via email is cool and all. I'm not yeah, going to yeah. talk shit on that, but right, of course, nothing is going to beat that. Nothing's going to beat that vibe you're going to have if you're there with the producer. You can talk to them yourself and be like, "Oh no, well, I'm going for this kind of vibe." Exactly, and like I don't know how to produce, but I have an ear for this shit, so I could be like, "Yo, put a snare right there." I could be like, yo, put a snare right there, like put a 808 right there, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Or drop the beat right there. It's so much easier to work things out that way when you're face-to-face with the person, boom, done. Yeah. It's an actual collaboration at that point. Right. Especially if you have chemistry with the engineer, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's how I am with Weird Fears and a Zach 2K. Like, they, they get what I'm trying to do when I go in there and I tell them something. I feel that. Yeah. And once you find those connections you just gotta run with that shit yeah he's gotta run with that shit bro for sure next up heat of the week we have and i have to say right off the bat before i even say the artist's names we got to give a shout out to the old chive center to charles weedle and his man for directing the video and whatnot because this dude is just out here putting in fucking work for orlando we got puya back off me is the name of the song charles weedle the direction of the music video and whatnot because this shit is Really only playing this just because Charles directed the video. He's from here? I never yeah. heard of him. Yeah, yo, uh, who? Charles or? Charles. Who, yeah, yo, I'll put you on right after this, bro. I for got sure, you. Sure. I got you. But uh, yeah, no, shit is hard. Puya. Name of the song is Back Off Me. Let's get into it. Still trying to get a TV up on this uh, wall here. Well, we'll get there eventually. That'd be lit. Yes. Shout out to Puya too. Mm-hmm. Florida representing hard. My screen is mad dusty apparently. Yeah. This shit hard. Yes it is. Damn. <laughs> Mad dusty screen. Yo. I can't get 
dropping all kinds of shit around here, people at home. I'm just uh, trying to throw as much as I can at the floor right now, apparently. Yeah, shouts out to Puya, shouts out to Charles, yo. Like, shouts out to this nigga Puya for repping Florida hard, bro. Is he Latino, bro? He got like a little Latino in I his voice. I think he is. He's gotta be. Like, and he's got that little like Latino mustache flair. You Facts. know what I'm saying? Facts. Cause like I don't grow I don't grow a full beard well. Yeah. But I grow a hell of a mustache. Word. I can tell you that right now. I think Puya's on. Uh, I think he's on the tip. He's gotta be. There's no way. Yeah, he he might be. He'll probably be. He's probably like Cuban or like. Uh, Puerto Rican or something. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but shout out to Charles Weedle. That's the homie right there. Directing yeah, that, was, that shit was tight. Shout yes, out indeed. to Charles, man. Last up, Heat of the Week. We've got some more Orlando shit. We've got the left field theory with J-Rob. Hey, shout out to left field. Those are my boys. Yes, indeed. Name of the song is Action. And, you know, if you don't fuck with the left field theory, you're... Uh, you're making, making mistakes with your life. Just got to let you know that right now. Yeah, let's get into action right now. I like that they say right at the start of the video, like, yeah, there's a a possibility to gain epilepsy from this video. Word. Lots of flashing lights. Niggas ain't really with that action. Get to packing, leave them lacking just like that, just like that. I'll say right now already, music video is hard as fuck. Yeah, it's a hard music video. I like the scribbles. Yo, real shit. Niggas ain't really with that It's like, there's like random visuals being put up at the same I don't know. I'm going to figure this out at the end of this. I can tell you that right now. Oh, that's my dog Solus. That's my brother. I got two songs with him. Hey. It's almost like on some Rough Mercy shit. There's like there's like scribbles done on over the visuals. So, yo, this shit is fire. Oh, wait, I've seen this music video. I'm tripping. I've seen this shit before. <laughs> yeah, they just released it like a week ago. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This shit fire. So we can't freeze up. He got my back now. My brother's keeper. Yeah, he keep that heater. Don't let it eat ya. That's my Nina. My mama seat her. Yeah, it's on my hip, girl. Just like a beeper. If I don't know you, you can't smoke my reefer. I'm gone. Niggas ain't really with that action. Get it packing. Leave them lacking just like that. Just like that. Don't get no better. You ain't no better. Could get you wetter. Don't get no better. You ain't no better. Could get you wetter. Niggas ain't really with that action. Get to pack. This is the type of shit that makes me wonder why the fuck people have been sleeping on Orlando for so long, bro. Like, always. This is the shit exactly right here. This is, yo. Niggas are going in out here and have been going in. Solis has been going in for a while, bro. Solis is one of the people that really inspired my grind. I'm not even going to lie. Um, we linked back in January and just, like, working with him, he was really one of the people that motivated me to, like, like really monetize on the shit. I feel that. Like, he was the one that talked. He was basically telling me, like, yo, like, SoundCloud's cool, but you need to monetize. Yep. 
Shout out to Left Field Theory. Shout out to J Rob. Name of the song is Action. Check out that music video. Shit is hard. Whew. Extra hard. Absolutely extra hard. Yes, yes, yes. Be on that Orlando shit, because if you're not supporting Left Field Theory and you think you want some Orlando shit, then you really not on that Orlando shit. That's them Okoe boys. Uh-huh. I like this scribble at the end here. It just says West. It says W-E-S-O-R-L. West Orle. Swag. Yo, real shit. Real shit. Yo, that's pretty much all we have time for today, people at home. I know this was a little long one. It was a little over two hours and whatnot, but you know what? Word, we've been here that long? Niggas got... Niggas start talking and yeah, you, just fuck it, though. you just can't stop us from See, I had a great bro. time. Hey, I appreciate sure it, was fun, man, man. bro. That's all that matters is as long as you had a good time. For then sure. I know I did my job correctly. For sure, man. I think I really got to talk about a lot of things that I hadn't got to talk about in other interviews. So Most definitely. I fuck with it. And like I said, when this uh this new album on the way comes comes out, you know, we'll be back. We're having you back in and we're we're, we're gonna do this again. We'll be so. back for sure. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe maybe who knows? By then we might do a, a video podcast. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> once I stop, once I decide to stop spending money on clothes and shoes. Yeah, I know. We uh, talked. We talked about this the oh other day. Oh God, yo! Like I, I just spent mad money. Literally after we had that conversation, you bought another splurge, another pair of shoes. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. That's why I was like, um, that's why I said maybe by then. We'll, <sighs> we'll see. see. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Yo, please once again. Shout out all your people, shout out your social media, your music, all those things, all the last words that the peoples of the world need to hear from you, my good friend, sir. Go now. For sure. Um, you know, I'm working on the project. I got more singles coming. Go jam this at Spooky Shit EP. I'm Goosey Main on everything, on all social media, on all streaming sites except for um, SoundCloud. I'm Young Goosey Main on there. Uh, that's Y-U-N-G, not Y-O-U-N-G. Uh, man, shout out Boss Man Jam. Shout out West Orlando. Man, shout out all of Orlando. Fuck that West Orlando shit. Shout out Tripsick. Um, shout out everybody working. Uh, what's up? Who else I'm going to shout out? Shout out all Latinos. You know what I'm saying? Everybody putting in work. Shout out the city. All the creatives, you know? Yeah, man. Just shout out to everybody who's putting in work trying to progress. You know what I'm saying? Most definitely. Yes, sir. Fuck with Goosey Main. Check out the SoundCloud. Check out the Spotify. Check out all that shit, man. Support, sure. support the boy where you can. Listen to the music. Thank you. I'm everywhere. Even on YouTube. If you don't got nothing, uh, this shit's on YouTube. All the songs. Yep, yep, yep. Yes, indeed. Like I said, please, please go and support the homie Goosey Main. Thank you, thank you. And with that all being said, you can follow me personally on Twitter at the Steez Trap and on Instagram at the Steez Trap. And we are out this bitch for today. I hope y'all have a lovely day and take care of each other no matter what you do. Whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, you're all human beings. It doesn't matter. You're the same fucking thing. Fuck the free world. Take care of each other. Much peace and love, y'all.